Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of my JC Shazay series. Today, we are going to be talking about the dreaded topic of the in sync hiatus. Oh wow, this has been a long time coming and I appreciate everybody's patience. This is the longest installment yet. It took me absolutely forever to do all the research that I had to do. I really, really tried to make this as accurate as possible and dot all my I's, cross all my T's. I feel like NSYNC fans deserve this type of breakdown of what happened, and I just really didn't want to put out something that wasn't thorough. I really appreciate all of your guys' support. I mean, my podcast was doing okay before I started my JC series, but I feel like NSYNC fans have lifted it up so much, and there's just been so much positivity thrown my way for the work that I've done on this, and I just really didn't want to disappoint you guys. So I hope that everybody will love this episode. Another thing I want to say quickly is I know a lot of people are wondering what on earth is going on with the group where did they go? They kind of just dropped the song and did all that promo and then ghosted us. As far as I know and as far as I'm concerned, things are still happening. And I really hope that we'll get the big announcement that we're all waiting for by the end of the year. I thought that it was going to be November. It might be December, but I'm just really hoping that they will let the information out because, oh my goodness, we're dying over here in sync. Please, please give us something. Hang out together and make a TikTok. Anything. We need something. But hopefully this will tide you guys over until the actual group releases content. You can just listen to mine and hope for the best. The other thing I want to say is constructive criticism is, of course, fine. But I'm going to be talking about some sensitive topics in this issue in regarding the fandom, not like actual sensitive topics of life, but, you know, sensitive instinct topics. Sometimes I feel like I can't win because if I defend Justin, then the people that can't stand him are like, you're a fake fan of NSYNC, like, how can you not blame him for this? And then if I point out things that I think he did that were egregiously wrong, then the NSYNC fans that are still Justin stands are like, you're a fake fan because if you love NSYNC, you love the whole group. And I just feel like I can't win. My opinions are actually a lot more nuanced than that. I am not on one team or the other. I am just trying to report things how I have found them based on so, so, so many hours of research. Thank God I don't count it because it probably would make me cry if I counted the amount of hours that I've spent researching this topic. I also know that so much has been going on in the media right now regarding Justin and Brittany, and I've talked very extensively about this on my Patreon. So if anyone is interested in joining that, you can do that at patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessicast. But, but there is one solitary thing I want to say about it before I get into the episode, which is that 
I really think that there are so many villains in that book that are worthy of prosecution and prison, and Justin is nowhere near at the top of the villain list. I've been a diehard Britney superfan since 1998, and I love her, but my perspective on Justin does not involve her in this episode. I'm trying to come from a place of just Justin as it relates to NSYNC and their hiatus and their reunion and all of that. So I just wanted to say that because the Stan Wars are on fire right now and I'm not interested in arguing. Like I said, constructive criticism, 100% okay and welcome, but nothing inflammatory or antagonizing, guys. I just will block. So it's just (laughs) most people in this fandom are absolutely fabulously wonderful, amazing. I love you guys so much. It's really only just a couple bad apples but I just wanted to say I love NSYNC I love all the people I cover on this podcast and I love my listeners so I'm only trying to put positivity out there and yeah I think that's all I wanted to say so I know NSYNC fans are used to waiting but I won't keep you waiting anymore let's get on with the story of the NSYNC hiatus Going into their 2002 celebrity tour, NSYNC knew that it would be the last time for a while that they would be working together as a group. And that's because they had already been planning for quite some time that they would take a six-month hiatus. They had been working pretty much nonstop since October of 1995, and the celebrity tour brings us to... April 28th, 2002, which is the last show that NSYNC ever did together. I mean, yes, they had a couple performances after this, but they never had their own show again after this. This episode is going to break your heart. I'm going to try to keep it light and fun, and obviously they're back together now, so it's not so bad, but it's just... There are so many frustrating things in this episode, so I apologize in advance, but it's not my fault, honestly. I didn't do it, so I don't really know why I'm apologizing. I think that maybe somebody with the initials JRT should apologize, but um, anyway, this is not going to be a Justin hating episode, believe it or not. I defend him more than I ever thought I would, so one thing I do want to point out is that The first member of the group to actually have a project that they were working on that would force them to be away from NSYNC and actually take a real break and not just run and do something else for a couple days and then fly back and do an NSYNC concert and fly back and do that project. No, I mean a real break is Lance. And something that I have always thought is so funny is that Justin, yeah, he wanted to make his little album, whatever. Lance wanted to go to space, okay? Like, Justin left the group to record an album. Lance left the group to go to outer space. And yet people blame Justin for everything. I just think that's funny. I just think that's so hilarious because... Becoming a cosmonaut and literally taking missions into space is such a bigger commitment and so much more serious and hello, life-threatening than 
anything that Justin did. And the only reason why it's not well known that Lance was the first person to leave in sync and the reason why they broke up is because Lance ultimately didn't get to go into space because of insurance and funding issues. If he had been successful in his endeavor, I think that he would probably be known as the one that broke them up, right? Because he would become like a famous cosmonaut. I mean, that's pretty huge. And you can't be touring the world if you're (laughs) literally orbiting it. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just think it's so funny. And I also think Lance is the coolest person in the world for that. I mean... I think he's a really good role model for young people, even having the guts to do that. I mean, imagine if in the year 2000, your band's album sold faster than any other album in history. In 2001, you're on the cover of Rolling Stone with the headline, The Biggest Band in the World. And then in 2002, you fly to Russia in between your tour dates so that you can undergo testing and begin cosmonaut training lance is the coolest person in the world and he broke up in sync let's be honest (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm kidding please do not lance girls i don't want to hear it okay i love him but i'm just saying (laughs) i don't actually think he broke up the group okay I know he didn't. It's a joke. But I just, I mean, just compare like the missions, literally. What Justin was doing and what Lance is doing, very different. And basically, I've had a lot of anger toward Justin Timberlake for a long time. And I just want to let go of some of that so I can live a more peaceful life. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm always running into a at function. So it would just be so much easier if I didn't hate him, you know. But seriously, I know Justin had been talking about wanting a solo career for a really long time. But it is true that Lance was the first person to have a concrete project that would take him away. (laughs) Literally so far away. (laughs) As far away as you can possibly go without spontaneously combusting. And in general, they needed a hiatus because they needed a break. Even if none of them wanted to do any other projects at all, they just needed a little bit of time to get themselves together, take a breath, see family, see friends, live normal life for a while, and get re-inspired because the fact that they weren't burned out prior to this is amazing when you think of their output and their trajectory and everything that they did (laughs) from 95 to 2002. So all five guys were definitely on board for the hiatus and you know, time flies. They would be back in the studio by the fall. So it seemed like they were excited for their break, actually. And we as fans knew that the break was coming because they had told the public during the tour that that was what they were planning to do. On April 9th, 2002, they were doing a Q&A with AOL because it was 2002. So obviously AOL was the tour sponsor. They were asked if they were breaking up and they explained that they were not breaking up, but they needed a break. Justin said, I don't think at this point in our career that there's any rush on when we should put our stuff out. We want to make sure that it's what we want people to hear. He was right. Why not take some time? What does it even do to somebody's brain and psyche to like work that 
crazy hard for that long and make it big like that. I mean, I don't even, that's so beyond mind blown to me. So as I said, the tour ended on April 28th and the very next day, the Orlando Sentinel interviewed Mr. J.C. Chazay. They asked him if it was true that that would be their last show ever, which is so eerie because JC had no idea that it would be their last show ever, yet that rumor was already going around. At this point, I don't even think Justin knew that it would be their last show ever. I think that even though it seems strange now to say this, there was no guarantee that Justin's career was going to be successful. What he's done is actually pretty remarkable. How many members of boy bands have had careers even close to what he has accomplished solo? As talented as they are, a lot of the time they just don't work as a solo artist. So there was really no guarantee that Justin was going to do as well as he did. I'm sure everyone knew he would do okay. He was obviously very talented and had the star power, but it was somewhat of a risk. Back then, if you even had one single come out and people hated it, that was it. You were done. It wasn't like today where you could just throw another single up on the internet a couple weeks later and if people love it, then you're in. It was much more one and done. Like you get one shot, so you better not blow it. I really don't think that it was until Justin found out that he would in fact be going on a tour to support Justified, I think that's when he realized that he wasn't going to go back to NSYNC anytime soon. He still should have told them a lot sooner that he wasn't going to return to the group, but I don't think that he knew at this point. I don't think he had a conversation with any of them that would suggest that he would ever even think about not coming back. Anyway, JC answers this question first by saying, no, with lots of O's. Then he says, it's not even a long break. It's a short, short break. We want to take a bit of time to experiment. So then the Orlando Sentinel said that some fans were worried that it might be their last show. And they quoted someone named Vicky French from Georgia, which I love the name Vicky French from Georgia. That is like the perfect soap opera villain. I'm Vicky French from Georgia. Um, see, that she wasn't Southern though. The who, Whatever voice I just did, she wasn't really Southern. I don't know what she was, but I accept her. So Vicky French said, we think this might be the last show. Lance is going up in space with the Russians. That's a scary thing. We're all kind of worried. <laughs> I'm telling you, real and sync fans know that they broke up because of Lance. And Lance has has shifted the narrative over to Justin so successfully. And I think that Justin doesn't call out Lance in public and say how much Lance's book upset him and the narrative that they've put out there, how much it upsets him because Lance probably has some dirt on Justin from back in the day, photos, something, and Justin won't let it get out. That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> Please don't take me seriously at all. I'm literally just enjoying recording this so much. I'm getting silly. So on May 1st, Justin's solo record deal was finalized <laughs> with Jive. He barely waited a day 
Literally, Torrens, April 28th, May 1st, Justin signs. He could not have been running up the door faster. Um, he left to go record the album the next week. Okay? He did not even let his facial hair grow. He was out of there. He was out of there. On June 21st, JC did an interview with Launch.com. He said, we kind of always reinvent ourselves, but now I think we're in a position where after cranking out five albums in the last four years, one being a European album, we're going to push ourselves a little bit more. We're giving our ears a break from ourselves so we can step out and be creative. The whole idea behind it is that we're each going to go out and listen to different things and write with different people so that when we come back, we have this melting pot and it becomes this whole new thing. He really thought that that's what it was going to be. That kills me. He really thought they were all going to go write with other people and then come back together and share all the things that they each learned from each person. Oh my God. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. At the end of July, the group reunited for their annual Challenge for the Children charity event. Access Hollywood was there. They asked what the group was planning on doing once Lance got back from space. I love Lance. I love that he made that part of the narrative. So Joey said, right now we're taking a break. Everybody is doing their separate things. And at the beginning of next year, we'll start writing. I suppose that was the plan at this point to start writing in January or February of 2003. On August 4th, Justin, JC, and Chris appeared at the Teen Choice Awards in LA, and it was a weird vibe. Like, it was cool that some of them showed up, but it's not right without all five of them. It was awkward. Lance was obviously in probably a giant pool. Like, in all the space movies when they're training the astronauts, they put them in the giant pool. He was probably doing that. And Joey couldn't come to the Teen Choice Awards because he was in rehearsals for Rent on Broadway. So Justin, JC, and Chris went. And the fashion is a lot. Like, just go Google Justin, JC, Chris, Teen Choice Awards 2002. Like, it's amazing. On August 10th, JC had a frat party in Beverly Hills, okay? When I say frat party, I mean it was his birthday party, but it was like his version of a frat party. This was a ratchet party, you guys. First of all, it was in Beverly Hills, <laughs> but they had a cake with like a naked girl on it. Like it was her whole back, like her ass was partially covered by a rose, but that's it. I don't, it, it's just so not JC. But then I'm like, well, Leah, you don't know him. Like he's a man, like every other man. Of course he wants a naked girl on his cake. But then I was also thinking, Maybe because he's so not like that type of guy, his friends did that as a joke because he's the least like bro-y guy that would appreciate that cake. So they got it for him ironically. I don't know. Maybe I'm wishful thinking. But anyway, Justin was at this party as well as Paris Hilton and Fergie. They all were obviously drunk and it was just nice to find these pictures and see that they were still hanging out as buddies at this point even as Justin is deep into the recording of his album. On August 28th, that was Joey's big premiere day in Rent on Broadway. Justin and JC both came out to support and they look amazing. Like something about this particular night, they were glowing, I don't know, maybe Justin is realer than we think. But when JC is next to Justin, I almost never even noticed Justin. But in these pictures, 
I think it's the best Justin has ever looked. First of all, Justin and JC are both wearing turquoise necklaces. They look like a gay couple that just came back from an excursion in the desert or something. Very cute. Justin is real. Justin is wearing like a purple, like a berry colored beanie and like a motorcycle Harley Davidson rock and roll type of t-shirt. And something about the color scheme and maybe just the that exact moment in his life it's literally the best Justin has ever looked. Like I'm telling you when Justin and JC are next to each other, I do not notice Justin Timberlake. I'm not kidding. Like I literally do not see him because I'm like, oh my God, look at JC. This, Justin was like on JC's level, like almost competing with JC. I'm not kidding. Google the pictures. Google the pictures of the rent after party. So the next day was the VMAs that year. And this was a very, very big VMAs for Justin because he was going to premiere his first ever solo single like I love you at the end of the show and because of that he did not appear with the rest of NSYNC on the red carpet which makes sense because he's trying to differentiate himself as a solo artist so Joey Chris and JC appeared on the red carpet together and they all looked different. JC was wearing his only artist t-shirt and a fedora, which the fedora was usually Justin's move, but I don't know. I mean, Justin was also wearing a fedora this night. So they matched. Anyways, Lance was still at space camp, so he wasn't there, but there was a part where Jimmy Fallon, who was the host, dressed up like Lance in like an astronaut outfit. Justin actually did present with Chris, Joey, and JC, so all of the group was represented on stage at some point. Anyway, Justin premiered Like I Love You, and it was also his first solo performance at this VMAs, so it was a very big deal. I remember waiting for it all night, watching it, loved it. It was a very big moment. Like, I remember people were, like, counting down to it. Everybody was very, very excited to see what he would do and if he would be good. Because I feel like people knew that he would be good, but it was just like, okay, here's the moment when he's going to make or break it. And he did a good job. I have not watched that performance probably in 20 years. So I maybe looking back, it sucks. But I, I remember really, really liking it. And I didn't end up loving the album, but that's another kettle of fish. Also in August, JC filmed a cameo on the show What I Like About You. And TV Guide did an interview with Chris where they asked him like a bunch of jokey questions. So they jokingly asked if he was secretly wanting Justin's debut album to fail. And Chris replies, not in the least bit. Which I thought was so interesting because Chris is always the one to turn something into a joke when it's not. He has such a great sense of humor. He's so funny. So the fact that they asked him something jokingly and he's obviously supposed to give like a jokey response. And I think the typical thing that somebody trying to be funny would do is reply very seriously to that, right? And be like, yes, the plan of sabotage has already begun or something like that, you know? And instead, Chris just gave a straight answer. He was like, no, that's my little brother. If that was the most successful album ever, it still wouldn't surpass my expectations. Oh my God. It would take a lot for me to wish him not well. Anything that happens for him can only help us as a group too. In mid-September, Justin pissed off a bunch of the NSYNC fan community because he told Entertainment Weekly, quote, the bubblegum sound is old. That's obvious. You can't do bye-bye-bye twice. 
he's right. Like, I don't know why people were so mad at this. He wasn't dissing in sync. He was just saying, we have to figure something out. Like, we have to move forward and evolve with the sound. And he's right. You can't do Bye 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 twice. Like, Bye 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 would not have worked if they had just repeated it when they came back with Celebrity. Like, it's so interesting how different each first single is. So they did evolve. Like, that's basically what he's talking about. He's not saying anything too offensive. But of course, with this story, it's like every little thing that he says, people dissect and go after. So he also did an interview with Teen People that week and they asked him what he thinks about people being concerned over Instinct's future because of his solo album. And he said, I don't really understand that. If they're curious about what we're going to do, then I understand, but there's always going to be a group. Now, Justin said a ton of stuff like this in every single interview for Justified. He was asked about this and he would say, very similar things every single time that showed a lot of love and respect toward the group and his personal relationship with them as well as the professional relationship and he always would refer to going back to NSYNC or having the next NSYNC album be the next year so some people think he was lying all along I don't really think he was lying I do think that at this point he still planned on doing his solo album and then going back to work with the group I still think he was kind of more in a mindset of maybe it's never going to be what it was, but yeah, I'll still be in NSYNC and do projects with NSYNC. I don't think that he was thinking what happened. I don't think he was thinking I'm going to leave and never come back and barely ever even over the years get together for anything. Ooh, I really don't think he thought that early on. On September 21st, Justin chatted with an Australian radio station about Justified and they asked if the album became huge, would that mean the end of NSYNC? And he said, the last thing I'm going to do is let the public or the media determine what's the end of NSYNC. I think we determine when the end of something is. We're scheduled to go back in the studio next year sometime to make another record. So rest assured, I say that with all the confidence in the world. Justin was on Z100 with Romeo to announce his solo album release date, which was November 5th, and he said after that he would spend some time back with his bandmates to focus on the next NSYNC record. On October 8th, he did another radio interview on Capital FM in LA, and they asked if branching out on his own meant the end of NSYNC, and he replied, not at all. It's never the end. The reason people ask that is because they get used to comparing us with groups that may have been put together, and the thing we keep explaining to people is that we put ourselves together a long time ago. We were friends for a long time before NSYNC blew up as a group, and even if we don't sell another record next go-around, we'll still be friends. We're in it together. So sweet, but you're not in it together because you're a solo artist, Justin, and you never went back and said, let's do another album. So you're not really in it together. Justin was on the cover of Altitude magazine, and he discussed his decision to branch off and do his Justified solo project. He said, NSYNC was like this huge entertainment park, this big roller coaster, but it was also a plateau, he said. A plateau that we can jump to other places from. Isn't a plateau a low point? <laughs> he was homeschooled, guys. He had to perform. He had to rehearse. He did not have time. It's fine. He has other talents. So a plateau that we can jump to other places from. Joey's doing Rent. Lance is maybe actually going to the moon, which I can't fucking fathom. <laughs> 
There's all these different things that are coming from that park. And for me, well, from the time that I was 14 until now straight, I've been doing NSYNC. Before NSYNC was born, I had 14 years. You don't know exactly who you are at that point, but you're getting there. And I can honestly say that I knew then that one day I was going to have an opportunity to show the world what I've got and this is it. I was just in before I was in NSYNC and now I'm in a time and place where I'm willing and eager and open to showing the world who that person is. Showing them what I feel like I was born to do. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. So here's the thing. As much as I've hated Justin over the years and I've blamed him for things, I believe I literally said I hate Justin Timberlake on Jesse's podcast. <laughs> I have had mixed feelings, guys, over the years. As much as I think that the way he handled this was so wrong and how long he took to tell everybody, which if you don't know that story, it's coming. As wrong as he was in how he handled it, I can't blame this person who's been on a roller coaster that he got on when he was 12, if you want to go even back before NSYNC and count the beginning as Mickey Mouse Club, and it never stopped. It still hasn't stopped. He grew up so differently than most of the population of the world. It just is unfathomable what happened to Justin Timberlake between the ages of 12 and 22. And you can't blame the guy for wanting to branch out on his own and see what would happen as an artist. He's right. He was Justin before he was in sync. I think the fact that the group was just constantly nonstop working, I think that that sometimes might feel oppressive because it feels like you are just this entity. You are not you as an individual. You are just part of this bigger thing and that's the biggest thing in your life. Therefore, it is your life. I think that that maybe felt smothering to him as well. Again, I think he handled this whole thing incorrectly, but I do have to empathize with his desire to go his own way and do his own thing. I'm a very independent person. I could never be in a group of five people. No way. We all have to agree on everything. No, it's, I'm good. So I completely understand wanting to go solo and explore different avenues. I really do. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One thing I have to say that was so hilarious also about this press tour with Justin is that he kept bringing up the other guys in the group during <laughs> because he just kept getting asked in every interview like if this album is huge are you just never going to go back to NSYNC like all these questions were going around all the time like people were really wondering he would act dumb like he doesn't realize how popular he is and he would be like well Joey's on Broadway <laughs> 
like that was going to end in sync. Like when people were blaming him, he would try to take the heat off himself by being like, but Joey's doing Broadway. Like he would try to frame Broadway as being a bigger deal than it is, which Broadway is a huge deal, but it's not as big of a deal as being a solo successful recording artist. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe you could argue that, but he would put Joey on a pedestal and put him like down at the bottom looking up and be like, well, Joey made it to Broadway. I'm just doing a stupid solo album. Like I just felt like he would also, like he would use Joey as an excuse more than Lance, which is so funny because Lance literally was trying to go to fucking space. Like if I was Justin, that's the first thing I would say. I would be like, well, Lance is is training to go into space right now. So can you just let me release my album? It's, this is not my fault. <laughs> I mean, Lance could have gone to space and never came back. That was one of the reasons why he couldn't get insurance is because the companies were like, well, if he dies, that's going to really reflect poorly on us. So <laughs> so that was probably a bigger threat to the NSYNC reunion than Joey being on Broadway, but I digress. There's this also really funny quote from Justin. I don't know why. This is another thing that just gets me. <laughs> he talked to the New York Daily News and he said that there was no exact timeline in terms of when the next project from the group would be created. And he said, I don't know. I hear through the grapevine that JC wants to do a solo album. So then he starts blaming JC and not putting all the blame on him because he's not saying it's because of JC. He's saying, well, yeah, I'm doing a solo thing, but JC is doing a solo album too. Same thing as me. We both each did a solo album. Big deal. Then they ask him about space and it says, <laughs> Timberlake just says, quote, you have to talk to him. It's scary as hell to me. I don't even like being in planes. <laughs> Justin was like, can you please just let me record my dumb senorita bullshit in peace? Like Lance is in space. Can we, can you get the heat off me? Joey is on Broadway. So November 1st was Justin's big album release party. JC and Chris attended. Lance again was at space camp and Joey was in rent. Justin talked to the New York Post and said, there's no reason my solo career in NSYNC can't coexist in the same universe. NSYNC is in no danger. The break we're on was a conscious move. We all wanted to do it and we were ready to do it. Performing at stadiums every night for 50,000 fans takes a little out of you. The time was right. We were all in the same zone. As for the future of his solo career, he commented, to say I'm not going to do another solo album would be stupid. I'm definitely going to do another one, just like we are going to do another NSYNC record. He also spoke to the United Press and said, I know for a fact when we come back to make another NSYNC record, everyone's going to have all these other ideas. The challenge is going to be trying to get a certain kind of focus on a certain kind of sound. I think we'll rise to the challenge. So it sounds like he was optimistic about NSYNC's future. But like I said, we didn't hit that turning point yet. So on November 3rd, he told the Boston Herald, those guys are my friends and they'll always be my friends and I would never turn my back on them as far as that goes. He added that he would make another NSYNC record, quote, in a heartbeat. His wording there was very careful. He would never turn his back on them as friends. But as bandmates, he would. The same month, Justin did an interview with Alloy.com. Who remembers Alloy? Oh my god, that is a blast from the past. I just pictured the catalogs. So they asked him again, just like I said, every single interview, does NSYNC plan on sticking together? And he said very emphatically three times, yes, yes, yes. We will be back in the studio real soon. Working solo or with the group, I love them both. I really don't favor one over the other. Okay, babe. Uh, 
<laughs> it's fine. We all we all change our minds, you know. So JC was on a radio show called Big Boy on Power 106. And they were talking about Blow Me Up and his future solo album and whether he has put NSYNC on the back burner. And JC, because he's an angel, said, well, NSYNC, in my mind, will never be on the back burner. I mean, that's where it all came from. That's where it all started. And those guys are my best friends in the whole world. But, you know, it's just about scheduling now. Jay's going to be on tour during the summer and everything like that. And we were thinking about working on something in the fourth quarter already. It was kind of in that mindset. So that's plenty of time to do whatever. So the fourth quarter means the last three months of the year. Basically, at this point, this is November 2002. So at this point, JC is under the impression that in the fourth quarter of 2003, so after Justin's tour, that's when they will get in the studio to record. So he's thinking he has a whole year to do his solo album, have the group do whatever they want in terms of other individual projects. And then after Justin's tour, they will be back together recording. He also did an interview with TV Guide Online and assured them, quote, we're not broken up. We basically just hit the pause button. We've been banging it out hardcore for seven years. People forget that we've been doing this since we were like 17 years old. Justin was like 14 when we began this. It's been going on that long and people don't even realize we need a breather. That was 100% true, like I said before, you know. It's actually kind of crazy that Justin didn't take any type of break after NSYNC. Like, the way that he literally went to go record his solo album the week after the tour, that should just show you how determined and ambitious he was to make something happen for himself and not just be one of five in a group. So by this point, Justin's tour was in the planning stages. And like I said, this is where I think Justin really started to understand himself that this is not going to happen within sync or at least it's not going to happen anytime soon maybe he wasn't sitting there saying never but I think he already knew like okay so after my tour I'm not going to just jump into the studio with sync I think he was starting to know that he started framing his answers more around the fact that like the NSYNC guys are his friends and they will always be his friends and he will always love them. You know, it's kind of like the way you talk about a romantic breakup to the press, right? Like you're not going to sit there and say, yeah, we're going to get back together, but you still want to be gracious and decent. So you say, you know what? I'll always love that person. That was a really special time in my life. They taught me a lot and I will always love them. You know, you kind of give that canned response because you can't, just bluntly say the truth. So Justin was asked by the Star Tribune if his new album Justified is endangering possible work with NSYNC. And he said, the fact that the guys in the group are my friends, that's what's inspiring me to make another record. You see? So do you see where his his language starts to change a little bit? He's saying, because they're my friends, that's why I'm going to do this. <laughs> that's why I'll eventually... Uh, <laughs> go back to NSYNC because I love these people. But as far as the group, like, clearly I don't need them. This album's doing really well. Like, I don't need them in a business sense. But as friends, yes, I still want to do it. He continues, because you know there's no egos. Everybody's doing what they're doing because they love to do it. That's the reason enough for me to make a record, even if it's a flop. <laughs> Honey Child, your album is not even out yet. I know you're tracking huge. 
but your album's not even out yet and you're already saying, well, you know, even if the NSYNC album was a flop, that would be fine. It's like, there's no way that it would have been a flop. I honestly do not see NSYNC ever making a flop album unless there was just no ever going solo and they just kept banging out album after album. I feel like eventually there would have been an album that was considered a flop, but like in general, no. And I think he was trying to figure out for himself, like, how do I handle this moving forward? Because Justified really was an instant success. Like before the album even came out, he's talking in these interviews and he knows that it's going to be big at this point. Like maybe when he started recording, he wasn't sure. But after the MTV Awards performance and the single started doing pretty good, like it wasn't the biggest single in the world, but it was doing well. I think he just really started to realize like, oh shit, I'm beyond this now but how do I express that to these people that I literally consider to be my brothers imagine the pressure of that on your shoulders of you being the person who is going to decide if this group goes on or not I mean that's crazy and I feel like he was in such an awkward position because he wants to spread his wings and fly on his own and do his own thing but at the same time, he has this huge responsibility of the group and he's thinking of it as, well, I can't turn my back on them and not do another album. But then I think he started to realize, what if for me, NSYNC was a stepping stone? You know, what if that was the first step in this much bigger career that I'm about to have? Because the thing is, you can't get much bigger than NSYNC was. I mean, you really can't get bigger than NSYNC was. So it's not like he didn't reach that. He did. It's not like he was in 98 Degrees. You know, he was in the biggest band in the world. But as I have said in previous episodes, they just were not taken seriously. Like no matter what they did, no matter how many records they broke or how much they tried to innovate their sound and differentiate themselves from other acts, Justin was getting really, really frustrated by it. And that's why, along with JC, why there's so much aggression on not only No Strings Attached, but celebrity even more. I think that they were really just fed up because they had worked so hard. From October 95 until this celebrity tour ended, they did not have lives. Like, I don't think people understand. This was not a job. This was their whole existence. This was day in, day out, early morning to late at night. This was every single ounce of energy they had being poured into this literally for seven years. I wonder if people really get that because I feel like they don't. So when you put that much work in and you have the commercial success to match, it's just really, really frustrating that people don't want to let you have it all. They just want to take the credibility because they're like, well, you can't have everything. You can't be young and talented and rich and good looking and loved by every girl in the world. And on top of it, have the critical success. You have to give something back. Okay. You're not going to get the critics on your side. Sorry. You might have everything else in the world, but you're not going to get this. That's just the hostile nature of like the media and society. It's like they build you up only to tear you down. And I think that Justin just really was like, I'm not this boy band idiot. And it's not that he thought the other four guys were either, but he knew that it was his responsibility to elevate himself out of that narrative. And if the other four wanted to do that for themselves as well, then that would be something that they would have to do on their own. It wasn't Justin's responsibility. And I hate to be like on Justin's side with this because I do think he handled this whole thing really poorly. And I'll get more into like why I think Justin is the way he is. But honestly, 
it's like, what is he supposed to do? Give up his own dreams and his own momentum to go back and do a group record or continue on his own path? And it's not his fault that some of the other guys in the group might not be these powerhouses like he is, right? You know, as talented as Lance is, for instance, which you guys know I'm obsessed with Lance. I love him. Lance was never going to have a solo career like Justin's. Like that that was not even – Lance never even said, let me try to do that, right? He just is in a different category. He has that lower bass voice and he was never going to be like a pop superstar of his own. And that's not Justin's fault. So so Lance has made an amazing career for himself. I mean, Lance has killed it over the years, but he's never going to be Justin. So people think, oh, he's this big failure and he really needs this instinct reunion, you know? And it's just a shame because this shit is not Justin's fault. It's really the media and the framing and the way that people don't like to look into anything. So they just think of like Lance, Joey, and Chris as, oh, you know, they would be nowhere without the rest of the group. And it's like, well, Justin also relied on that five-part harmony to highlight his talents as well. Like, there's no member of the group, in my opinion, that could not have had success on their own. It just would have been a different type of success. I mean, we have Chris to thank for the entire group even existing, and most people don't know that. I mean, we know that, but you know what I mean? Like, the general public doesn't know. If they know at all, they probably think that Lou Pearlman did it. And I know that Chris, like, I've heard through the grapevine that that really frustrates Chris. And I don't blame him. Like, Chris deserves all the fucking respect in the world. We would not have NSYNC without him. But we also would not have NSYNC without Justin. We would not have NSYNC without JC. We would not have NSYNC without Joey. And we would not have NSYNC without Lance. I don't know. It just sucks because Justin had so much on his shoulders at this point. Yeah, if his solo career had flopped, would he have gone back to NSYNC and done another hit NSYNC record? Of course he would have. But that doesn't mean that he's like a shallow, wishy-washy person. It just means that he bet on himself and he won big and then he wanted to stick to his own career. He didn't want to have to get into a room with four other people plus management and have to have only a one-fifth or one-sixth, seventh, whatever say. He wanted to be like, no, this is my record. This is my tour. This is my thing. And I don't want to have to compromise any of my artistic vision. I just want it to be mine. I feel like my whole body has been healed by the fact that I don't hate Justin Timberlake anymore. And I, you guys, like if you're sitting here saying, Leah, you've turned to the dark side, you're crazy. I'm sorry, I'm healed. Like I feel better. So if you if you hate him, just keep listening. Um do your own research. Like I don't hate him anymore and I feel better. Like I feel healthier as a human being. So, and like I said, I'm like I'm not saying that there are not reasons to criticize this man, okay? I mean, that's I just I feel like I understand where he was coming from. He just didn't do the right thing in terms of he didn't tell them about it and about his thought process until over a year went by after this, which really sucks. That really, really sucks. But anyway, let me continue. So I feel like Justin and JC already were not communicating with the rest of the group because this same month that Justin and JC are saying what they're saying, Joey was promoting Ren and he said, we really support each other. This has been a nice break, but we know that at the beginning of the next year, we're back in the studio. So that's not what Justin was thinking at all, right? That's not what JC was thinking either. And I think because Justin and JC are so close, Justin is real. I think that maybe Justin was talking to JC more about 
his plans and maybe he was sharing more personal thoughts with JC and not so much the rest of the group because JC was saying in the fourth quarter we're going to do something meaning 2003 if we lay it out it's like there's the first quarter of the year second and then third Justin is going to tour and then fourth they'll be doing an album. So JC is thinking that they're going to start the album at the end of 2003, but Joey is still like, oh no, beginning of next year we're starting. He's saying this in November, so he's thinking just a few months from now they're going to be recording. Not the case. So this is where the news of JC's solo album really starts to ramp up, and we are going to talk about that. Like I said, this is just going to be more about the breakup But suffice it to say that JC was working hard in the studio this time with uh, mainly Dallas Austin and Rip Rock and Alex G. And he was definitely taking his time. I don't think he felt by any means that he had to get a record out because Justin just had a record out. He was taking a more relaxed approach. He was also doing the OnlyArtist.com project. So it was just so completely different from how Justin immediately like ran off stage during the last song of the celebrity tour and slid like on a fireman's pole down into a studio and just immediately started recording like it it just that's not JC's style he wanted to actually feel it out and see what he was going to become like I don't think he knew yet whereas I think Justin was like, "Mm, I know exactly what I'm doing. This is who I want to work with. This is what I want to do. This is the sound I want to have. He was like, I have the Neptunes and Timbaland on lock. I'm good. I got it. I know what I'm doing. Let's do it. And I think JC was more taking the artsy kind of, oh, I want to feel it out. I want to work with different people. I want to take some time. I want to record a song and think about it for a few weeks before I get back into the studio to do another one. It was just a completely different approach. But of course, because... Justin and JC were both on Jive. Jive Records was kind of like, like, let's go. It got pushed back like a million times. I couldn't even tell you how many times JC's solo album was given a release date and then pushed back. And I think it was because JC was not telling, (laughs) he was not saying, okay, cool, sure, that's great. I'll definitely have it out by then. I think JC was like, well, I don't know, we'll see. And the record label was like, no, you will have it done by this date. And then JC kind of shrugged and was like, okay. Because I think he honestly, it wasn't like his life's passion like he had to put out a solo record I feel like Justin was just on another level on fire he was like I have to do this I have to do this whereas JC was like I have sync anyway that's worked for me I'm good I just want to make music in whatever capacity I can and like yeah doing a solo record will be a fun side project but he did not have that ambition and that's fine like that's not a diss on JC at all I don't think people need to have the desire to go to the top of the top of the top of the top all the time I think JC just loves music and whatever capacity he gets to make it in he's good he doesn't have to be number one on the charts one thing I love about him is that he really doesn't need attention which is amazing because he's a Leo he He really just doesn't seem to need the type of attention that most people love from the fame. Truly, that's really how he is. Again, it's not false modesty. It's it's actually his personality. In February of 2003, NSYNC had their last live performance until 2013 at the Grammys. They did a Bee Gees medley. And it was one of the best things they've ever done. They did it a cappella, of course, because when you're that talented, why the need for anything else? They absolutely killed it. It was beyond. It was 
so good. Unfortunately, Justin had to beatbox. I don't know why Justin had to repeatedly beatbox ever, but again, it's something that we all had to accept. However, the vocals slayed. They absolutely killed it. And I think this kind of gave the public the opinion that, oh, they will be back. Like, NSYNC is still together. And I wish this is what had continued. I mean, in a perfect world, NSYNC just never would have broken up, really. But let's acknowledge Justin needs his solo career. But what I wish had happened is from time to time, they they did things like this. Like, once a year or twice a year, there were different opportunities or gigs or things that they could do together that would be fun for them and also good for their careers and all of that. I just wish it hadn't been like there's no in sync ever until we get to this one day where they're on stage for one minute at the VMAs and then a million years later they're on stage again but it's not even all five of them at Coachella which we loved Coachella like don't get me wrong it was amazing but you know what I mean I wish that they had just consistently even if they weren't going to be recording albums and touring I wish that they had done more things like this throughout the years like it does kind of make me not kind of it makes me really sad and it does make me kind of mad that this kind of stuff just didn't happen anymore after this performance like this was it this was it And we had no idea. And neither did the rest of the group. Justin, I think by this point, by February 2003, absolutely knew I am not going and making a record with them anytime soon. I think he genuinely knew that, but he didn't tell them. However, he did do an interview with Launch.com around the time of the Grammys. And he said that NSYNC would eventually regroup, eventually. And he said... I know for a fact when we come back to make another NSYNC record, everybody's going to have these incredible ideas. I think the challenge is going to be trying to get all of them into the music. I think we'll rise to the challenge. I think we work so well together being friends, it just makes a difference. It makes a difference when you're in the studio together. So that quote is a little shady, right? Like, I think the challenge is going to be getting them all into the music. Who specifically do you have to get into the music? Like, are you talking about Lance because he went to space or tried or... Are you talking about Chris because he did a clothing line instead of like more music or whatever while you guys were in the group? Or are you talking about Joey who was doing Broadway but not writing his own songs? Like what are you talking about, Justin Randall? Like I don't understand. And I, when I get when I get um, cross with him, I call I do call him Justin Randall just so you guys know. I've been doing that since childhood. Because by the way, if, if anybody doesn't know, he when he would do his um, pageants as a child, because he was a pageant kid, his mom was a pageant mom, he would compete as Justin Randall, not Justin Timberlake. So Randall's his middle name, but he would compete as Justin Randall. So when I get mad at him, I'm like, Justin Randall. So Lance was back from Russia, and in an April 2003 interview with Radio 1, he said that NSYNC is beginning to work on a new album that he hopes is released by the end of the year. Meanwhile, remember, JC was saying in the fourth quarter, you know what I mean? I'm wondering if he meant the fourth quarter of 2002, but I don't think so because he it was already November. So if it's already November and you're referencing the fourth quarter, like that has to be the next year because you're you're already deep in the fourth quarter and there's no way in November of 2002 he was like well maybe in the fourth quarter well yeah so it had to have been 2003 so they're already like giving different answers that's why I really think my theory about Justin and JC like Justin talking to JC more about him being a solo artist and not so much the other three I feel like that 
not to no pun intended but i feel like that theory is very justified so they asked him about justified and he said i think it was great i mean all of our fans got on board and plus he got a lot more fans especially with the urban market that totally embraced him which is going to be great when our new album comes out because we'll have a whole fast vast new market this is so sad I hate reading these quotes because it's like we all know what happened and Justin was already like knowing that he's not going to do this and Lance is like, oh, it's going to be so great because he has all these new fans so we're going to bring those fans in too and blah, blah, blah. It just – it's – I hate it. It's so sad. So again, we'll get more into schizophrenic in that episode but in April 2003, JC did announce that his solo album would be titled Schizophrenic because – it had so many different sounds and flavors on it, whereas Justin wanted his to be a more R&B route. And, you know, JC was like, I can't pick one thing. I'm going to be all over the map with it. JC also did a collaboration with BT, who was the producer of Pop. I talked about him a lot in the last episode. And he also recorded a song with the British dance duo basement jacks he said they were like we've got the song we're working on we just need you to maybe sing some stuff over it or just go with the flow who knows if they'll use it or if they won't but either way it was just fun to work with those guys so this is exactly what i've been trying to explain jc was not the person that had a razor sharp focus at this time he was literally just fooling around i think that from the beginning, even when Justin thought that he was going to come back to the group, he was focused as fuck. He was like, I know what I'm doing. This is it. And I think the rest of the group, because they had that focus on in sync and not on themselves, their solo careers were like, hey, whatever we want to do, it's fine. Like imagine if you had so much money that you could do whatever you wanted with your time. Like you didn't have to clock in every morning. It's like, what would you do? Well, if you're artistic and you're a musician and a singer, you probably would be like experimenting for fun doing random collabs and working on songs and maybe I'll put this on an album maybe I won't who gives a shit it doesn't matter I'm you know what I mean like they all thought we have sync coming up so I think the lack of communication was it was just the main problem you know and I'm sure Justin also was not 100% sure like I'm sure some days he was like I'm never going back to sync. I'm sure some days he was like well I'll go back eventually and then I'm sure some days he was like oh I should just totally do this right now like I think people that boil him down to just this selfish asshole who left the group for his own desire of fame and success I just really don't see that like I don't think that's what he was or is you do see a genuine connection between these five people. And I don't think that that just evaporated as soon as he got solo praise. I think that he struggled with it. And that's why he didn't communicate with them. Because when you are 100% confident in your decision and how you feel, you communicate that. I think that he was still battling a lot, even though he knew in the back of his mind, I'm a solo artist now. During 2003, Lance and Joey both expressed that they weren't interested in doing their own solo albums. Lance said he probably would never do that, and Joey said maybe, but that's really not what he's been focusing on because he was planning to do the next NSYNC record. So he said in June, we'll be starting in September. We'll be getting together and writing then, and hopefully we'll be done in the studio around the end of the year. Then we'll come out with the album around the beginning of 2004. It's just, it's so hard to read and listen to them confidently state 
It sucks. Like to hear them confidently state, yeah, we'll be back in the studio next summer. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be the fall now. Okay. Now it's the beginning of next year. It's just, it's, oh my God, it sucks. Also in June, 2003, MTV News talked to Justin about the new NSYNC record that was absolutely definitely being recorded in the fall, Justin said, as a creative person that hasn't even thought about what we would work on and where the direction would go, (laughs) I know that it would have to be something a little new, creative, and different. And so I can't make any promises on what it's going to sound like or if we even feel confident enough to put it out. I mean, I'm sure we will. Is that not the worst quote you've ever heard? That's so, you know what that gives? That gives when you're in a relationship with someone and you know the relationship is over, but you keep kind of like saying, oh, but for sure we're going to go on that trip together, right, babe? Has anyone else had that happen in your relationship where someone is telling you no in every possible way without actually saying no? And it's like, it's it's brutal and it's painful, but because they're not actually saying no, you're you're like, okay okay, like you hold out the hope and it just doesn't work. JC was working on his solo album basically the whole year. They had pushed it from February to July to August 26th was the definitive date and then it was changed to October 21st. He said that he didn't care about money. He was constantly stressing that. He was like, I don't, I don't care. And <laughs> like he, he couldn't have been more clear. Like he wasn't being passive aggressive and saying, stuff like Justin he was like I don't care about this solo album really to be honest like I I just am doing it because I love music he said I kind of sailed into this whole project not wanting to think about it just wanting to let it flow out of me and I've done that up to this point and I'm really really happy with it because I explored so many different sounds on August 9th 2003 Lance was inducted into the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame in Jackson Mississippi and the members of NSYNC could not be there, but during the ceremony, they played a video that Justin, Chris, JC, and Joey had all made together congratulating Lance. So I thought that was really sweet. Also in August, Justin won three VMAs and did not thank the members of NSYNC. Justin Randall, I'm starting to get pissed. I really am. Like, how are you not even acknowledging them? It's literally only August 2003. You know, I mean, I get it. He wants to differentiate. He wants to get out of it. He wants to be himself only. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it just, it's, it hurts. You know, it hurts the NSYNC fans in our hearts. So obviously, as we know, the fourth quarter 2003 recording session for the NSYNC album was canceled. And then Justin kind of started saying, well, we're going to do it next year. We're going to do it in 2004. And all of them were kind of giving those little quotes like, oh, yeah, next year, next year. Then he spoke to Launch again and said that any reunion would have to wait until JC releases his own solo album. I think we were anticipating JC's solo record coming out a little bit earlier, but I think he's planning on releasing it sometime around March. You know, I've heard a couple tracks and I think they're great records, so I want him to have every opportunity that I had to kind of do his own thing and explore those possibilities. He was like, okay, thank God someone else is coming out with a solo album because... Now I can bring up something in interviews when people are like, so when are you getting back with NSYNC? He's like, oh, well, JC is busy. JC is busy. It's not just me. It's not just me. It's JC. Have you seen? Have you seen the MTV News articles? Have you seen the interviews? JC's holding up the group. It's not me. It's not me. Please take some of this pressure off me. So 
In November of 2003, things really start ramping up for JC. He announces his schizophrenic promo tour, which again, we'll talk about more when I talk about schizophrenic. But Justin was kind of correct in saying, hey, you know, I want JC to be able to do his thing the way that I've done my thing. So I don't know. We just have to kind of wait and see when he will be done with that. On December 12th, 2003, JC appeared on TRL to introduce his video, Some Girls Dance With Women, which was the first single off of Schizophrenic. And he was also asked the same month by the Boston Globe, what is the status of the NSYNC reunion? And he said, Justin's a superstar. He's always had that spotlight on him. I don't feel that pressure. I make the tunes and hopefully people show up. I would love that. If they don't, I still get to go back into the studio and hang out with my friends. There is no question that NSYNC will record another album. So again, this hurts because maybe if JC had known that NSYNC was not going to get back together, he would have worked more seriously on Schizophrenic. This was just his fun pet project this was not supposed to like define him as a solo artist or as a man or anything like that he was literally just having fun making music and trying to have organic collaborations he wasn't trying to link up with pepsi and sketchers and puma and you know what i mean he just was he's jc so he just wasn't in that mental space and maybe he would have been thinking, okay, let me really line up a solo career for myself. Let me play the game and do things a little bit less artsy and a little bit more how they want me to do them just so I have an insurance policy because, I don't know, it seems like NSYNC might not come back. So let me just play the game a little. Whereas I think that him thinking that NSYNC was always going to be there and that NSYNC would release another album very soon like in the next year I think he was like okay I'm I'm safe I'm good I'm I'm able to play around I'm able to just be as artsy fartsy as I want and work with whoever I want and do whatever I want and not worry about marketing and all of this shit but maybe he would have been a little more worried about it had he known that there was no in sync to fall back on and what I really want people to remember from this episode if nothing else is just the difference in the mindset the four of them were still thinking, InSync is it. InSync is everything. Look what we did. We were the biggest band in the world. We're just going to evolve into a whole other beautiful thing now because we've taken time apart and now we're inspired in all these different ways and we've kind of gotten to scratch these itches that we had to do our own solo stuff, whether it be something huge like Justin or having just some fun in the studio putting out a record and seeing you know if people like it whatever if they don't okay cool that's fine too you know the mindset was just so different and that's why Justin should have told them as soon as he was thinking I don't know about this guys I wish he had just said in it didn't even have to be 2002 it's 2003 like I wish early on in 2003 he would have just sat them down and said guys I love you. I'm so sorry, but I don't think that I'm going to come back for another Instinct record for at least another year or two years. I really want to keep exploring what I'm doing as a solo artist. Would it have sucked? Yeah. They would have been upset, but I think they would have been so much less upset because 
Justin knew that he wasn't going to come back. And their management knew that he wasn't going to come back. But I think that the management didn't want to tell the other NSYNC guys that just in case Justin either changed his mind or, you know, the industry is so up and down. Maybe he would have put out something that would have been a flop and then would have immediately been like, ooh, NSYNC, <laughs> I'm free. You know, I think that the management wanted to keep the other NSYNC guys kind of in line waiting. And that is so wrong because they each turned down gigs so that they could still be available for the NSYNC album and tour that they were all 100% sure was going to happen. In December of 2003, NSYNC fans everywhere were devastated and very angry with Justin Randall because he did an infamous interview where he basically said that what he was doing now was better than NSYNC. I mean, not basically, he did say that. So <laughs> he just flat out said it. And you know what? I respect that. He was honest. Thank you. Some honesty. Finally, this whole year, you're acting like NSYNC is going to be get back together when you know that they're freaking not. At least he said something. So he said, rather than reuniting with NSYNC in 2004, he wants to, quote, take some time off to look for a happy medium. I just want to stop and smell the flowers. I am enjoying life at the moment. What's not to enjoy? I think that the whole time with NSYNC, I was living in some small shape of oblivion. I thought they're just putting that teen pop label on us because they don't understand. I look back now and I realize that's exactly what it was. Like, why did I think it was something else? When I realized that, I did two things. One, I said, I don't want to do teen pop again. And two, I don't want to ever not realize something for what it is. I wasn't able to look at the bigger picture and realize that there was this whole thing going on, this whole movement like Disney World is taking over. And looking back on it now, how fucking frightening is that? I've had some of the greatest experiences with those guys, but do I think that what I've done with Justified is 10 times better than anything NSYNC has ever done? Yes, I do. So of course, tween me, this angered me deeply at the time, and I ripped down all my Justin solo posters. I didn't literally do that. I don't even know if I had Justin solo posters at this point. Like, I probably didn't. But in mentally, I ripped all my posters down because how dare you? As an adult now, though, I completely understand, absolutely understand where he's coming from. He's saying, I thought we were these actual great musicians. I thought when they were putting this teen pop label on us that they just didn't get us. But we were bubblegum pop. Oh my god, I thought we were this big special thing and we were just another boy band. Which is ironic because they weren't. Like, he's actually wrong. <laughs> and I hope he realizes this now. But what have I been saying my whole series? They really are special and they are different and they are all such talented musicians and vocalists and entertainers. They were something special, but they also were a teen pop boy band. They were both at the same time. They revolutionized it, in my opinion. Like, I will always say this, and I know Backstreet Boys fans hate this, but I don't care. It's my opinion. The Backstreet Boys 
they were the first of that era. They weren't actually the first at all. Like, I don't know why people always say that they were the first, because that's just totally erasing New Kids on the Block, Color Me Bad, Boys to Men. They weren't the first, but they were the first of this, like, 90s boom of it, right? And they they were great. The Backstreet Boys were awesome. But NSYNC took that blueprint that the Backstreet Boys made and they completely mastered it on every level. I mean, they took it higher and higher and higher and better and better, in my opinion. And so I think that Justin here, he's not realizing that both things can be true. You can be a teen bubblegum pop group, but also be a really goddamn good one that does have legitimate talent. Like, he's not realizing that they kind of broke that barrier. They kind of made it so a bubblegum pop boy band could be on SNL singing a cappella, this beautiful song that's not a single and it's never going to be a single, but they just want to do it because they love it so much and they want to show people how genuinely talented they are. Like, both things can be true at once. But I think at this point, he felt like he was part of this movement. He was part of this machine and he had no control over it. And now he's so much happier because he feels like he broke free and he's expressing himself because he didn't grow up loving like bubblegum pop music, right? He grew up loving like R&B music. He's talked about that all the time. That's what he did with Justified. And that's why he thinks it's better than NSYNC. And of course, like whatever you're currently doing, you're going to say is the best thing that you've ever done. I could have not even said all the other things I just said and just said this. Of course, he's going to say it's the best thing he's ever done because it's his current project. Like when anyone is promoting their new album, they'll they'll be asked, what's your favorite album of yours? And they say this one is, of course, they're not going to say, oh, you know, my album from five years ago is my favorite because blah, 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 because that's going to make people feel like, oh, well, that was your peak. I, I have that album already. So cool. You know, <laughs> shuts off TV, goes and does something else. So of course, your current project is always going to be the best in your mind. In February 2004, Lance and JC were both interviewed about what was maybe going to happen with NSYNC, and Lance told Roger Friedman of FoxNews.com that there wouldn't be a new NSYNC album until 2005 after Justin finishes a new movie role and a new solo album. He said, quote, we just have to wait for him. <laughs> God. Honestly, I love Lance to death, but like, start getting the the picture. You know what I mean? I think they did, but it was just too hard to believe. Again, it's kind of like the breakup of a romantic relationship. It's like, you know it's over. Like, if you've been with somebody for a long time, I feel like with most people, you know it's over before it actually ends, right? But you're just thinking, maybe, I don't know, we can figure something out. And, you know, you're you're comfortable in the delusion because you're like, well, I know it's not really working out, but who knows, maybe it will. And it's not, it's not gonna, it's not, it sucks. This, I I hate reading this stuff. So then uh, JC, like I said, was being compared to Justin and he differentiated himself as much as he could. He said, NSYNC is a machine. There's a meeting about everything. It's fine, but it's an organization and there's five members of the board. Being on your own creatively, you're wide open. Jay's a superstar. The way his image is, his show, it's exactly what he had mapped out in his mind. Me, I'm on a whole different kick. I don't want to be overly structured. I want this whole experience to be freeing. I just want to breathe. I love that quote. I'll probably reference that quote again in the next episode because it's JC to a T. It's 
exactly what I've been asking this whole series. Why doesn't JC have this huge solo career? Well, here's one thing. He considers it to be a total relief when he doesn't have to be in big, serious, in-sync board meetings. Because when you reach that level, everything is just so monitored. You can't really mess around in the studio and have fun. You have to have a very distinct plan of what you want to do and who you want to work with and what you're accomplishing in that particular session. You can't just like vibe and have fun and JC was loving doing that on his solo record so I think that is a very big I would not even a clue I think it's just a fact of why we don't see JC doing these really big projects I don't think it's that he's never offered them especially earlier on now it's like it's been so long but especially earlier on I don't think it was that he was not offered these types of opportunities I think he just genuinely was like InSync will be the big commercial thing that I do. And then when InSync isn't busy, I'll go off on my own and have some fun. We all know what happened at the beginning of 2004, the Super Bowl, which heavily, heavily affected the careers of Janet Jackson and J.C. Chazay. Not so much Justin Timberlake. Um, We will talk about that in the next episode. But moving forward into 2004, Lance was asked in February... If it was true that the rumors that InSync is finished, now that Justin Timberlake has found solo success, he said that that is not true and we're, quote, 100% going ahead with another InSync project. At the schizophrenic release party in March 2004, Joey and Lance reassured fans on the red carpet that they would be back as a group again. Joey said, quote, I'm sure we will. It's odd to say you may not believe it, but yeah, we are. Everyone's doing their own thing right now. JC has his CD. Justin is shooting a movie, but we do want to get it together. Lance added, we're waiting for Justin to finish his movie and then we'll get back to the studio. We'll have a new album by 2005 at least. That's my opinion. (laughs) That was his opinion. Not a fact. It was an opinion and he did state that. So that was... That was fair. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) In March 2004, Justin posted a couple of messages on the official InSync message board on their website, which why would he do this? This is so wrong. Dude, you know that you're not going to come back. He talked about how he was up in Canada filming a movie and he said that he hoped to see you all on the next InSync tour. Next year, we will try to speed it along as soon as possible. That was it. So that also is a very Justin Randall moment for me because I'm like, why are you getting these people's hopes up? I mean, I'm sure it's because management was sitting there saying you have to say something, you have to post something right now. But it just, it it irks me. But, you know, JC in all of his loveliness was asked by Seventeen Magazine about how he feels about Justin being so successful. And he said, he is one of my best friends. He's a wonderful human being. I think he was the best pop artist of 2003. I'm so proud of him. I hope to achieve the same with my solo album. (sighs) He is just sweet. Wouldn't you love to have him as a friend? If JC was in your corner, I feel like he's that loyal Leo. Like once he's in your corner, he's never leaving it. Despite JC's promotional touring for Schizophrenic, including opening for Britney Spears on her Onyx Hotel tour, the album was not doing very well and his second single all day long, I Dream About Sex, failed to make any traction at all. I mean, it was really – it just was really disappointing because – 
he's obviously so ridiculously talented and I think there are so many other songs on that record that would have made better singles and I have so much to say about that record again that this is not that episode but suffice it to say JC's solo career was not exactly taking off early in July 2004 JC told much on demand that he spends time with in sync frequently he said you know first of all we talk all the time I mean on the phone or whatever in passing when I'm in LA Lance and Joey are always around they always pop up because we're all traveling like I said we talk on the phone all the time I talk to at least two members of in sync per week it's like whatever life is good <laughs> he always says that he's always like oh whatever life is good it's all good it's fine he said we're always going to be friends and you keep in touch with your friends then we have to get to this incredibly fateful, sad day of July 26, 2004, Challenge for the Children weekend, and the last time that NSYNC performed together at all until the VMAs in 2013. Hey, what's up, guys? And yes, we are down here in sunny South Florida where something very special took place this past weekend. It was a reunion that a lot of people said would never happen, but in fact, it did. And we were there for the before, the during, the after, and the answer to the biggest question of all. So get set to say hi, hi, hi once again to five old friends. Lance, Chris, Joey, JC, and yes, there's Justin. All five members of InSync were in sync this weekend, singing together for the first time in a year and a half. The guys came together to perform the national anthem at the group's annual Challenge for the Children basketball game. The reunion was short but sweet. They performed the Star Spangled Banner and at this point, Beyonce had announced that she was getting back with Destiny's Child and they would be coming out with their Destiny Fulfilled album in November of that year. So MTV News asked them, okay, are you guys next? We can't even state categorically that there will be an NSYNC record at this point, right? We don't. You, caught, you, you caught us on the wrong day. If you had asked us Monday, we'd have had a better answer for you. We're going to enjoy the weekend, and like JC said, Monday rolls around, we'll get to the business stuff, and we'll, you know, we'll go over all that. Well, we'll have to see what actually happens with that album, but at least for one weekend, the guys of NSYNC were a team once again. Unfortunately, the business that Justin was talking about would not be him filling the guys in on when he would have time to go back into the studio with them but instead it was him letting them know that there would be no new in sync album anytime in the foreseeable future there is another interview with nancy odell from this same day and Oh my God, I'm not going to clip it out because they're basically saying the same things that on Monday they're all going to get together and talk business. Um, but when they're all talking about how much they want to record another album together and Joey is like passionately explaining like, yes, of course, we'll be back in the studio together. Justin just keeps looking at the floor like you can tell he's mortified because he knows he is about to burst a bubble that is a really personal bubble. I know a lot of people like to villainize him and act like he is just this self-centered jerk that selfishly left his brothers in the dust, but I don't think it was so easy for him to leave them. And when I see these moments of him looking, like I said, mortified, just staring at the ground like, oh my god. It's tough to see. It actually does make me feel for him though. 
it, it, it makes me feel for him for having to make such a tough decision. After that fateful Challenge for the Children weekend, Justin's answers in interviews got a little more vague and he was hinting around that he would not return to NSYNC, but he never definitively said it. In fact, nobody ever really made an announcement until years later. There was no official press release or anything like that. And I think that's because all of them wanted to leave the door open just in case someday there would be something. In August 2004, Justin talked to GQ magazine. They asked him about doing the group's next album because there was a rumor that went around for a while. I don't know if it actually is true, but people said that NSYNC was contracted to do at least one more album with Jive, which even if that's true, it's irrelevant because Jive is the one that made the decision to continue working with Justin and invest everything in his solo career. So they were not going to enforce any contract on the other guys. But after GQ brought this up, Justin responded, you're never contractually obligated to do anything. What? <laughs> Now, Justin Randall, I know that you've signed contracts before, man. You're never contractually obligated to do anything. What does that mean? <laughs> he continued, I think A Tribe Called Quest has been contractually obligated to do another album for like 10 years. And again, why couldn't he just be honest with the public and the fans? Why couldn't he just say, you know, last month I sat down with the guys. I let them know that I'm not interested in making an in-sync album anytime soon. But hey, never say never. Why couldn't he have just said that instead of being snarky? Like, well, you're never contractually obligated to do anything. Yes, you are. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't contractually obligated to do another NSYNC album in this specific scenario. But yes, you are contractually obligated to make albums if you sign a specific album deal. I don't, what is he talking about? Johnny Wright, the group's manager, was also asked about what the future holds for NSYNC, and he said, To be honest, we're waiting for some important decisions to be made. Justin is in a position where he has a great solo career, and if indeed he does go back to NSYNC, it really has to be in his best interest. The same goes for the other guys. Joey has his own Broadway career, Lance is producing movies, Chris has his clothing line and other endeavors, JC is doing his music. I wish I could say something that was concrete, but you just can't speak on these things until they're worked out. When asked if there would be another NSYNC album in the future, he said, I have no doubts that in the future there will be. The bond between these guys is airtight, but the timing must be perfect. Lance actually wrote about this in his book, Out of Sync, and your girl was there at the book signing. That's where I met Lance. He was so cute. He was so nice. I absolutely loved it. I loved the book. So here is what Lance wrote in Out of Sync. He said, to me, NSYNC was like a family, and family, as I know it, stays together. This is so sad. <laughs> I can't. Being like brothers, we ate together, slept together, traveled together, performed together, lived together, and fought with one another. At the end of the day, no matter what went down, we were still like blood. I loved that, and because of it, believed that NSYNC would stay together forever. So then he describes how he didn't know the final show of the celebrity tour would be their last ever, but he still felt that there was something weird in the air that he couldn't pinpoint because it seemed like everyone was just so overexhausted, weak, and 
definitely ready for the break that they had all agreed on. He said, after nearly seven years of recording, promotion, and touring, the chance to take a real break from NSYNC was not just something we'd welcome, but was long overdue. Each of us in the band, Joey, Chris, JC, Justin, and I, looked forward to doing things as individuals during the break, separate and apart from being members of NSYNC. A limited absence would, I believed, make all our hearts grow a little fonder toward the band of brothers we called NSYNC. The idea of taking a sabbatical had first come to light the previous December, traditionally one of the slowest months for touring. We were in Orlando, and in between dates, we taped a song for an MTV Christmas special for an audience of fan contest winners where they got a chance to exchange gifts with us for our charity at a hotel near Disney World. Can you fucking imagine exchanging gifts with NSYNC in 2001? I would never, ever, ever, ever be the same ever. Everyone seemed to be having a great time, and yet, despite the joyful atmosphere, it didn't seem like a very festive occasion to us. Holiday or no holiday, we were, as usual, working our butts off. On this particular day, MTV had arranged for fans to come in and meet us after the show, something we always enjoyed doing, but usually left us all exhausted by the time the last hand was shaken, the last photo smiled for, and the last autograph signed. After we all went back to our rooms, Joey and I were stretched out on the bed listening to CDs when Justin, sorry, even that, just that image of Lance and Joey sprawled out on the bed listening to CDs. I just, ugh, to be a fly on the wall. Justin came in and said he needed to talk to us about something. When this tour ends, I'd like for us to take a six month break. I'm thinking about fooling around with a solo album. Jive wants me to do it. I don't know if I'll even finish it or if it'll ever be released. My first reaction was cool. I was always in favor of individual projects for every one of us. I believed that anything successful that one member did outside the band only made us stronger as a whole group. Joey and I agreed that a break that long would be a good thing. Justin sighed as if in relief and sat back in his chair looking much more relaxed than when he'd come in. Hey guys, I doubt it'll even get released, he repeated as if to ease our minds. It's just something I want to work on. I'll probably take years to get it right. With that, he smiled, got up, and left. Mm, you didn't take years to get it right, Justin. You took uh, like eight weeks, I think, to record Justified immediately following the celebrity tour. It, it didn't take years, honey child. Anyways, so JC comes in next. This is what Lance writes in his book. We could tell he was upset. Well, he said, I think it's great for Justin, but it may be the beginning of the end. JC is so wise. I feel like he's one of those quiet observer people that ends up being one of the smartest people you've ever met because he doesn't talk that much he listens and he observes lance replies oh come on justin's not going to break up the group we're fine and that's what i said and that's what i believed so then he describes how he and joey had done on the line the movie that came out in october 2001 which starred lance and co-starred joey now Lance explains how he had really wanted to follow in the Beatles' footsteps. They did a few movies at the height of their success, and it incorporated a lot of comedy with some here and there profound or, or serious moments, but mostly comedy and their music, and there were some full musical sequences, and they were playing themselves, but they were playing like an exaggerated version, and so they came out with A Hard Day's Night, which to me is like the quintessential one. That's very much what Spice World was based on. Like, I had no idea of this when I saw Spice World as a child, but now it's very clear. 
that that's what they were going for. And Lance thought it would be a great idea for NSYNC to do the same thing. And so that is originally what the idea was. Some of the guys were into it. Some of the guys were not so into it. And so instead, what it turned into was Lance and Joey doing this movie on the line and they were leaving the door open for NSYNC to possibly do a Beatles type of movie in the future as well. It was very smart for Lance to branch out in the ways that he did during NSYNC. You can trace in so many celebrities' careers when they should have started making a name for themselves while they were on a TV show or they were in a group like this. And Lance is an incredibly savvy businessman and basically always has been. So I don't blame him at all for trying to establish a career outside of NSYNC. However, it seems like Justin did blame him for that, which I'll get to in a second. On the Line was a commercial and critical failure, unfortunately, and Lance attributes that to the fact that he and Joey could not really promote the film because they were on the road with NSYNC doing the Pop Odyssey tour at the time. Now, he also mentions 9-11, and, you know, most movies that came out around that time did not do very well, but basically Lance is saying here, look, If Joey and I had said, sorry, we can't do these Pop Odyssey dates and we went out and promoted our movie, maybe it would have done well. Maybe people still would have taken their kids to see it. But we put the group first. So yes, we did leave to make the movie. But when we were making the movie, we were flying back and forth constantly between NSYNC and the movie. Lance mentions that his hair was falling out because he had to dye his hair brown for the movie, but then he would have to fly back to do a photo shoot or an appearance with NSYNC and they wanted his hair blonde again. And he was dyeing it and bleaching it so often that it it actually started to fall out to the point where some of the hair that you see in the movie is him wearing like a really short wig. It's crazy to, if you watch the movie, like you can tell that his hair is changing. But basically he's giving all of these examples of like, look, I was able to pursue this solo project, but I still put in sync first, right? I didn't say, oh no, sorry, I can't dye my hair again. It's gonna fall out. I didn't say, oh no, sorry, I can't be there for those Pop Odyssey tour dates. I have to go promote my movie. He said, okay, I'll sacrifice promoting the movie because NSYNC always comes first. And I think he's giving that example because he is telling you what his mindset was and how much he did sacrifice for the group. And I think he feels as though Justin should have been able to do the same thing, meaning have a solo career, of course. Like he's not saying he shouldn't have pursued anything by himself. But then you still should come back to NSYNC and prioritize the group because their family. I think that's how he felt at the time. He then says the word came that the band had to wait yet another six months and then another. Early in 2003, Johnny Wright informed the rest of the band that Justin still needed more time to work on his solo career and that it was going to be at least another six months before NSYNC could even begin to think about starting the next album. I was getting a little confused now. It had been almost a year since we'd been in the studio, and I strongly felt the band needed to get back to work. Now, that isn't accurate. It actually had been longer than this. Lance has talked multiple times about how he had to kind of rush this book a little bit, and so he got some dates and stuff wrong. If this is early in 2003, the group hadn't been in the studio since, like, June of 2003. 
one. So not that big of a time difference, but just for accuracy. I strongly felt the band needed to get back to work. I wasn't the only one growing increasingly impatient and not without good reason. Cold reality was looking Joey, JC, Chris, and me straight in the face. Without a new album, the heat would surely start to leave in sync. In pop music, the hard fact of life is and always has been out of sight, out of mind. Finally, that fall, we were asked to submit 15 new songs by Christmas as a way of kicking off discussions about the musical direction of the band. Then, the week before Thanksgiving, we all received word that nothing more was going to happen with the band for at least another year. That's crazy. It breaks my heart to think of them spending the fall thinking, okay, we're about to get back into the studio. They're coming up with ideas. They're writing. And then just before Thanksgiving, they find out, no, not going to happen. It's just, it's so painful. He continues, Oh, great, I thought to myself. I had kept my calendar clear from January through September 2004 to make sure nothing conflicted with the making of the band's new CD and subsequent tour. There were so many things I had to turn down, including trying for a later launch date on the mission. So that's when he was going to go to space and everything didn't work out and they gave him another option and he said no, which I'm not going to get into it here, but if you know everything Lance went through to try to actually get into space I mean he had a heart surgery for god's sakes (laughs) like he did all that training he became a cosmonaut and it was only because of money and insurance that it didn't go through so then they offered him another chance and he said no because he was that dedicated to NSYNC that he would put NSYNC ahead of his lifelong dream of going to space so I think he just felt more dedicated and more tied to the band and he didn't understand why Justin didn't feel that way as well He continues, now I had nothing concrete to look forward to. All the momentum that we'd worked so hard to build with NSYNC was gone. All this downtime translated into lost time. Talk shows, films, all kinds of opportunities had gone by the wayside while I'd waited for the band to come back together. A time when the NSYNC momentum for us individually was still at its peak. That is also what pisses me off so bad and why I wish Justin had had a private conversation with them. Lance and Joey and the basically the rest of the group claim that the management did know that Justin was not coming back. They knew during a lot of the time that the other four guys were still thinking that it was going to happen, which I think is so wrong. But I really think Justin should have just sat down with each guy individually and explained where he was in his mind and his heart with this career just so they could take these other gigs because he's right. If he had known on that last date of the celebrity tour, okay, this was it, then he could have jumped into things as fast as Justin did. What happened instead was Justin went directly from the celebrity tour to go record his album and the rest of the guys were chilling. They were like, it's fine. We have a six month break and then we're going back to NSYNC. I mean, yes, they pursued other things within that initial six months, like Joey did Rent. But for the most part, they were like, we don't have to do crazy promotion and work really hard for a little while we can just chill and so they were throwing their momentum down the toilet 
without even realizing it. They thought we'll be back to NSYNC in six months and then after that another six months and okay okay a year off from NSYNC you know that is kind of losing momentum but our fans will still be there for us. If Justin had been honest with them the other four could have used that NSYNC momentum to carve a better place in no pun intended in the entertainment industry for themselves individually. Justin got that privilege and they did not because they thought they could relax. It's just so horrible. Like it gives me so much anxiety to think about it. Like it just, it, it reminds me of so many bad feelings and just the wool being pulled over their eyes. Like it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be fine. The band's going to get back together. No worries. Like that bothers me so much. And that's one of the reasons why I literally have at times completely loathed Justin. I remember sitting in the bookstore because one of my favorite things to do is when I go to book signings, I get the book and then you have to wait to see the celebrity. You know, I love reading the book and getting like super hyped to meet the person. It's, it's a very exciting experience, especially when it's somebody that is one fifth of a group that made some of your all time favorite songs. And I was reading this part about NSYNC breaking up and I was horrified. I mean, <laughs> I was a teenager who missed NSYNC so much. I knew at that point I wasn't a huge fan of Justin as a solo artist. But just reading how he handled it, it hurt me. It really did hurt me. And people might laugh at that, but I was hurt like someone had done something to me personally. So I can't imagine how the other guys felt. And I think it is really remarkable and special that they're all still best friends, still close, and seem to have been that way throughout most of these years during the hiatus. Lance continues, I'd also spent time trying to write my own songs, hoping that at least one of them might get on the new album. It was the first time I'd ever felt good about writing. <laughs> and this makes me so sad. In the summer of 2004, two years after our initial six-month hiatus, the band got back together in Orlando, not to play, but to make an appearance at Challenge for the Children. After the game and festivities, we decided to hold our annual InSync meeting to discuss the ongoing business and direction of the band. It was at that meeting that Justin dropped his version of the atomic bomb. He told us what was really happening, that he was trying to find his own sound and was just not feeling the band anymore. If he actually worded it like that, I would have slapped him on the spot. I don't condone violence, but girl, if you're saying, I'm just not feeling it, oh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting mad right now. <laughs> he concluded by saying he didn't think it was going to happen because we weren't the same group anymore. Well, they weren't the same group anymore because he took so much time off for his solo career. Like if he had only taken six months off like they had agreed on or even a year, like I understand a year, go do your thing, tore off your album, enjoy your success, Justin. No one is trying to take that away from you. But he's three, like it, it, this is all his fault. I'm sorry, it is. Like I know I joked about it being Lance's fault at the beginning. No one thinks that, okay? That was a joke. It is Justin's fault, you know? And I know there's so many Justin girlies listening to this right now ready to like type up a storm and be like, well, actually, blah, 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 blah. I feel you guys. I see you guys. I get it. But I'm sorry. It is his fault. And I do just wonder if they all kind of behind his back, not talk shit, but they, I'm guessing that they're probably like making jokes with each other and stuff. You know what I mean? That Just to deal with this because... It is traumatizing. I feel that they were traumatized. I was traumatized as a fan. And I actually, I said this in my VMAs episode, but I was talking about how amazing 
it feels like that the band is back because it feels like my inner child is getting healed. I mean, we had this huge band that broke these crazy records and it was so intense and it got so big and we loved them so much and they were so amazing and they just kept getting better and they mastered this idea of the boy band. They just killed it over and over again and it was so much and then suddenly it was nothing. And I do think that that's weirdly traumatizing for us that we're really big fans. I mean, I'm sure people that have, you know, really dark childhood trauma are like, okay, yeah, your band didn't get back together. I feel so bad for you. But honestly, you know, it's not a contest. Trauma's not a contest. And I do feel like it was kind of traumatizing for us. And I feel like with them coming back, it really is healing a lot of things. And I can only imagine that they feel the same way. Lance continues, his meaning was clear. He went on to talk some more about the group's focus that he didn't think any of us was operating in the best interests of the band. I asked him what he meant by that and he said, well, you know, when y'all did your movie, meaning Joey and me. I couldn't believe it. That sounded like the lamest excuse imaginable. Joey and I looked at each other in amazement, like, whoa, according to Justin, the whole reason for the breakup of NSYNC was everyone else's fault? That was crazy. All of us had done nothing but wait around for him to feel he was ready to start work on a new NSYNC album. What shocked Joey and me especially was that the others quickly seemed to fall in behind Justin as if they somehow agreed with him that it was our fault. I would like to have a word with uh, Joshua Scott and Christopher Allen, but let's continue. Wow, I thought to myself, I must have been completely blind. I'd always thought that, if anything, our movie would bring new fans to our music. And hadn't Justin made a movie the year before we did ours? Yes. In fact, it's so fucking funny. I see, now I'm getting mad. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Justin Randall. It's really hilarious and laughable and ridiculous that you would say that. Because not only did you, yes, also make a movie, you turned down doing the single with Black, Bring It All to Me, because of that movie. So you actually chose movie over music long before Lance and Joey did their movie. So those are the facts. I mean, don't get me wrong, Justin Randall. I'm happy that you turned it down and I'm happy that you made that stupid ass movie yes I said it model behavior isn't even close to being one of the best Disney Channel original movies and everybody knows that sorry like it's it's just you know it's no Halloween town I'll, that's I'll just say that I'm really happy that you turned that down because JC got to do it instead and he's the one who should have been picked for it in the first place but how dare you how dare you like that just screams I'm so guilty to me it just shows he's guilty and it's gaslighting Okay, so let's keep reading. As much as I hated to admit it, this was just a lot of smoke being blown to cover up the fact that Justin wanted to leave the band. I tried to remain calm, but inside I was devastated as it began to sink in that we were finished, that there was never going to be another sync album or another tour. Don't worry, Lance. Don't worry. Allegedly for entertainment purposes only, I feel that maybe one or both of those things is coming soon. Lance continues... 
There was no longer even a group called NSYNC. My whole life had become defined by my being a member of NSYNC. I was no longer Lance Bass, but Lance of NSYNC. I was confused about how and why this had happened. Even though all the warning signs may have been there, this wasn't something I had been expecting. I definitely felt hurt, the result of a lot of miscommunication and misunderstandings that no one seemed willing to talk about. And that's what really got to me. The fact that nobody wanted to talk things over told me that it was really the end. That truth penetrated my soul like a razor sharp blade slicing directly through my heart. Ow. <laughs> it hurts me too, Lance. I think a lot of us have been in that scenario before, whether it's with a romantic relationship or family or friends, where you think there's going to come a day where you put it all out on the table and talk about an argument you had or talk about why things aren't working out and that day just never comes and that person just isn't interested and you realize oh like they want to just let this all go there's no need to work out any issues because they don't want to even be associated with me anymore that's what he's describing that moment of giving up where you're just like I'm done I don't need to have a whole discussion about what happened between us because there is no us ouch oh my god this is actually painful right now thank god that they are back together okay because if I was doing this and they weren't which is what I thought this series would be Jesus take the wheel so Lance continues for that matter I'm still disappointed with all of our actions I feel we should have spoken up earlier and dealt better with what was happening we all kind of knew what was going on but still let it happen once I came back from Russia and Justin wanted three months more I realize now that I should have asked more questions but again I just didn't have the confidence again so relatable I mean remember all these guys are in their early 20s except for Chris and I think about when I was younger, especially when I was a teen, and there are so many times where if it was me now, I would speak up, I would stand up for myself, I would make things right. You know, those things still haunt you. And imagine if that thing that you feel you should have spoken up about was in sync and the ending of the group, like, ouch, I don't, oh my God, I hope Lance has good therapy. Lance continues, I remained passive and allowed what happened to happen. If only we had said, look, just tell us the truth. It would have been better for all of us. I felt completely betrayed. All of us had been strung along to believe that just beyond the horizon, we were going to go back into the studio to make a new album until someone finally had the guts to tell us it wasn't going to happen. It pissed me off that Justin's life got set up perfectly before he came back to the rest of us. And I felt that Johnny Wright, our manager, had a responsibility to let the four of us know what was happening or really what wasn't going to be happening much sooner. Now, let me tell you something about managers and agents and just people in Hollywood in general, they will keep you hanging on and they will string you along worse than any man or woman or non-binary person that you've ever met because they are betting on something else. They're betting on something bigger. They're betting on something that might be more sexy or make them more money or whatever, but they still know that you're talented and you could make them money too. So they're just going to keep you in the background and they're going to put all their time and energy into their other clients or whatever. But they want to keep you on. So they're going to give you like a little bit and they're going to string you along and they're going to give you a little bit of hope every few months and maybe throw you a bone here and there. But you're not that important to them. And as wonderful as Johnny Wright is, and I have so many great things to say about him and what he did for NSYNC and Britney and the Jonas Brothers and more. I think he's awesome. But at the end of the day, he's a manager. 
he's not going to be there for Lance like the way Joey is. You know what I mean? He's just not. He's partially a business guy. And I don't know him. So again, like everything I say is alleged. But it's just classic textbook showbiz. And I really hope to God that the label paid the other four guys a retainer because if they did not have a retainer for all of that time that they stood around and waited while denying other projects, then I can't believe that they didn't sue because I absolutely would have sued. Lance continues, I needed to know why it had become necessary to shut us down. Why couldn't Justin keep the franchise intact while he also did his own thing? That's what I have thought about many times as well. Like, even if NSYNC was totally on the back burner for the whole rest of time, why do you have to never do anything with them? It pisses me off so much, Justin Randall. I don't know. I just want to shake you. I just want to grab your shoulders and shake you. As I thought about it, hard as it was for me to face it, the simple truth slowly became clear. Justin's time to become a solo star had arrived. Looking back at the band's last album and video, I could see now that everything seemed to naturally favor Justin. The record company executives had wanted him to sing all the solos and be in the middle of every shot. See, that's not even really true because he only sung all of Gone. The rest of the solos he shared with JC, which was normal, and let's not forget that JC had sung whole songs in the past, and Justin hadn't, so... I mean, I already talked about this, but, like, fair is fair. You guys know I'm gonna give Justin credit where credit's due. I really... To this day, as I said to my celebrity episode, I believe that the celebrity album was more influenced by JC than it was Justin. But it is true that he was constantly, Justin, I mean, was constantly in the middle of all the marketing materials and photo shoots. I mean, it's so hard to find a picture where Justin is not in the middle. They're so far and few between. And I love when I find one because Justin is not my favorite member of the group. So I love seeing the other guys get that center stage spotlight. Lance continues, it became something of a joke among all of us, even him, that the rest of us were slowly being relegated to his backup singers. Sometimes during photo shoots, we'd kid around with the photographers and move Justin to the side while putting one of us in the middle. They would always diplomatically move us back into place. It reminded us of the No Doubt video for Don't Speak, the one where Gwen Stefani is front and center in the video and all the band members are covered up in the back. We even began to sing Don't Speak among ourselves as a way of making fun of what we thought at the time was just some goofy and harmless stuff it had never occurred to us at the time that we were watching Justin begin to make his exit from the band I had tears in my eyes as Justin told us the sad news and Joey did as well Chris and JC did not get as emotional looking back I tend to think that they were more aware of what was coming than Joey and I were that maybe Justin had talked to them first before telling us even though I knew that Chris had to be feeling something inside after all, he was the one who had started the group. So as I said before, I do think that Justin told JC more than any of the guys. I don't know about Chris. I mean, I know Justin and Chris were really close, but I definitely think he confided in JC because Justin is real. And I think that's why JC wasn't overly emotional because he was like, yeah, I, I knew this a long time ago. So then maybe the other guys were even mad about JC not telling them what Justin had been whispering to JC privately, you know. Lance continues, I remember after the meeting asking JC if he thought that this was really the end of NSYNC. His response was encouraging to me. I'll keep it going with four guys if I have to, he said. That sparked me. I will too, I said. That's right, we can all sing. He can leave if he wants to do his own thing and come back later if he feels like it, but we can do a new NSYNC album with four guys instead of five. 
I was lit up. I thought maybe if we started recording without him, he might even decide at the last minute to lay on some vocals and we'd be together again, at least on record. I stayed hopeful until about a month later when, back in Orlando from LA visiting friends, I ran into JC and discovered that since our last conversation, he had apparently changed his tune. Chris wasn't into doing it now without Justin, and JC thought it wouldn't work with only the three of us. Now he was thinking that instead of working on a new NSYNC album, he'd go solo himself. I told him that was cool. He deserved to be creative in his own way as much as Justin did in his. Looking back, in the immediate aftermath of the band's breakup, I was scrambling, grasping at straws. In a very real sense, it was like losing family members after seven years of living together side by side, going from obscurity to world fame, from rags to riches, from adolescence to adulthood. I recall my flight back to LA after Justin's announcement. In my seat, I closed my eyes. I'm going to (laughs) cry. In my seat, I closed my eyes and revisited all that had happened on the crazy, glorious, wonderful, and heartbreaking roller coaster ride through the world of pop music known as NSYNC. How for a time, we had been the number one band in the world. How we had sold millions of records that made our faces and our voices instantly recognizable all over the world, even in countries where not a word of English was spoken. How we had been as fast and high-flying as the luxury jet I was on before we had, at the peak of our success, crashed head-on into the side of a career-stopping mountain called Solo Stardom. What was I going to do? Did I have any value outside of the band? And then he goes on to talk about, you know, what he did following the breakup of the group. Later on in the book, he says, Of course, my big dream remains. I hope that one day we will all get back together and make another NSYNC album. In an odd way, I didn't get to enjoy my time with the band as much as I should have. We were so busy, the pace was so fast, I don't remember all that much about what everyone else thinks they envy, the so-called pop star life. 99% of the time I was in in sync, it was about work. If we got to make one more album, I'm sure that this time we would all enjoy the creative process because we would appreciate it better now, the miracle that comes with making something out of nothing. I would love to do it with no deadlines, no pressures, just the five of us together in a studio singing for the sheer joy of it oh I really hope that's what's happening right now allegedly for entertainment purposes only I feel that it is happening right now or will be happening soon but that's just my opinion Lance has talked a lot about what he said in this book over the years and one of the more memorable interviews I think was one pretty recently where he was on the podcast Inside of You and described this whole situation. Now this is from 2020 so basically he does have the same story but I just think that it's interesting to hear him talk about it again all these years later. Me and the guys were never on bad terms at all. It's just you know life goes on and you you know you have more interest and you have to focus on your careers and it's great uh the thing i was most disappointed in was not just justin leaving the band um it's that our whole team our record label our management everything like that they all knew they all knew it was it was over for three years and you didn't before before they told me and so for three years i'm sitting there getting ready for a new album as everyone else knows, we're moving on. And so I didn't get, I turned down, you know, I had a, a sitcom I was doing, had to turn it down. 
Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I really wanted to do and focus on, but I knew I couldn't because, you know, I'm my first uh, commitment is in sync. Like, this is my life. You could have been writing. You could have been doing, well, I mean, you were, I'm sure you are writing, but you could have been, like, doing other, you know, going out. And yeah, it would have been nice to kind of, you know, set up a little better before, you know, going out solo. And in 2019, Joey expressed similar frustrations during an appearance on the Jenny McCarthy show. When Justin decided to do his solo career, Who? he said... <laughs> oh, jo oh, that guy. Okay. And said, you know what? Um, don't worry. The band's not breaking up. We're going to be coming back. And do Haven't we like all heard that story way too much? <laughs> yes! I mean, in that moment, were you like... No, no we were, we're like... When we were young, and we were like, all right, cool. We didn't know any better at, at first. Then it became when the songs came out, they were like, they're really good songs. And they're like, okay, well, now he's going to go on tour. We're like, okay, well, after you go on tour, we're going to get back and we're going to write, right? We're going to sit down. And they were like, yeah, no problem. Jive with everybody, the record company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they got the momentum of that album and the tour, they were like, well, I think we're going to have Justin go out a little more longer than that. And then it just became, and I finally was like, here's the only, and I even said it to all the guys and everybody. I said, listen, I'm all good with everybody doing their own shit. I'm totally fine with it. Just let us know next time. Meaning I could have done a lot more shit than sit around waiting for your dumb ass while you're going out on tour. I could have, honestly, because the minute we finally parted our ways in a sense of a group, I was like, shit, I went and did Broadway. I did Rent on Broadway. I did a Little Shop of Horrors. I started doing things because at first I was waiting because I know when you're doing an album and you're doing stuff with a group, it takes a long, it's a long, it's a, it's a process. So it was interesting. I was just like, dude, just let me know next time. I said, because next time I wait for nobody. No shit. And that's, that's the only thing that would be like, I would be kind of, you know, pissed off about still. I'd be like, you know what? I took short-term projects thinking that we're going to come forward. Exactly. Oh, guys, this makes me so angry. It really makes me so angry because they could have done bigger projects that would have changed their whole lives during the time that they were basically just sitting around waiting. I think it would still bother me too, like Jenny McCarthy said. I really do. I think even though so many years have gone by, it's like, damn, I really turned down. I mean, look at Lance turning down a second chance at space. Who knows? Maybe it would have worked out that time. I mean, that is huge. And to think of all the career things they individually could have been doing while Justin is making those strides and setting himself up, as Lance said, perfectly, I just, it makes me so angry. Even though now everything is great, they're back together, I just think, gosh, all of the things that could have happened during this 20-year hiatus. In 2020, Chris did an interview on the Girl, Were You Alone podcast, which is probably my favorite podcast title ever. And I was so happy for the hosts when I found out that Chris and Lance had been on the podcast because it's just awesome. You know, they're fans just like us and the guys went on their podcast. So you never know who you might see on this one too. But anyway, they were brave enough to ask him about the hiatus and I thought what he said about it was really sweet. Do you ever wish that it, when things sort of fizzled out, that that had happened differently, that there was like a more definitive sort of like... Oh, I think for the fans, yeah, I wish it would have, because I don't think that was fair to them. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I don't think it was anybody's fault. Yeah. No. I think, because all of us, I think, really believed that we were just taking a break. Right. Mm -hmm. And because uh, everybody had their own things at the time mm -hmm. that they really wanted to be doing. And, you know, it just... You know, it just so happens that, you know, we just never got back and, yeah. you know, it just never worked that it wasn't in the cards and it sucks because there wasn't a, okay, that was our last show right. or, yeah. you know, this was anything and... The closure. So my fans are so <laughs> rabid now. I'm yeah. so thirsty. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I I feel bad for that point, you yeah. know, because it wasn't fair to the fans, but... Well, you know, you can just, like, do a reunion now. Yeah. <laughs> you could. Just, like, a suggestion. I don't know. Yeah. Just spitball in here. <laughs> I like it. It's so nice of him to acknowledge that it wasn't fair to us fans, but I'm not angry with him or the group for that because I know that that wasn't anybody's intention. And actually in 2023, Joey spoke about this in an interview with Yahoo Entertainment, and he actually pretty much absolved even Justin of blame for this situation. He is at the top pinnacle of his career uh, for many years now. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's upset about that. We all love it and we all support it. When you're going to go backwards, do you think you want to go backwards? Would you want to split it four ways with other people again? Or do your business that you did and you built up your own business to yourself now? So there's no resentment from you about the fact that, you know, it took this long? I don't know. I'm asking you. No? No. That's the beautiful part about it. No, not for me. Me personally, no, I can't. Because my career and my life led me somewhere else. And I'm I'm good and and I've been happy with it. Well, see, I've I've read, you, you know, this is your chance to tell me if what I've read is correct or not, I will that, that uh, you guys, or at least you, were blind sp- blindsided by the, that you guys were blindsided by the breakup or that you didn't see not it coming. Not blindsided by the breakup, was more blindsided by what they were doing as far as him coming out with music and not knowing that he was going to go and do an actual, like, album tour thing. It was more of, hey, I'm going to do some music and then we'll get back together. That's what oh. that was. It wasn't, and it wasn't him. It was the record company. If it was him, then I'd understand it. But as you're younger, you think it's that person. But then you look at the whole biggest scheme of things. You go, oh, that is why I wasn't there for that. Oh, that is why that. Oh, and that's the business. But okay, I get it. So when and he went you off get to the business and get it. So when Justin went off to do Justified, you thought that was just at that time an indefinite hiatus or a hiatus? We, we, no, we thought he was just going to go out and just come back after the tour. I was like, okay. But then that's when I, that's, and then when he went on tour and then things started going, I was like, all right, I'll go do Broadway. So that's when I did Broadway. I started doing Dance with the Stars. I started hosting TV shows and I started doing my own thing. So, and that's, and that was what led me, I always wanted to do Broadway. And that's what led me to do that in that route. And that's, and that's basically it. So interesting the way that he completely blames the record company. I'm not saying he's lying at all, but I feel like he is taking the heat off Justin because now things are so good with all of them that nobody wants to address the elephant in the room, which was that Justin was partially responsible because it wasn't just the record company or just the management, right? Justin is the artist, so he was involved in some capacity. Maybe he was just a little too nervous to stand up to the record company and say, hey, I have to let NSYNC know that I have no plans to come back. And they said, no, just keep it waiting a little longer unless you decide to do this or that. I feel like that is possible. But for me, part of what I said earlier about how I used to hate Justin and now I don't anymore and how it's felt healing, part of the reason why I'm letting a lot of this go is because the other guys love him. And the other guys are cool with him. If they were all out here saying, Justin ruined our lives, we hate him, that would be a different story. But they are obviously all cool with each other, so I want to be cool with them too. 
On September 9th, 2004, Joey got married to his longtime girlfriend, Kelly Baldwin. They had already had a child together, Brianna, who was born around the time of the Pop Odyssey tour. And they got married in a castle in New York called Ohika Castle that I have performed at before. And I remember when I walked in, I was like, ah, InSync has been here. It's a magical place. Because yes, every member of InSync did attend his wedding, even though it was just a couple months after... Justin told them that he wouldn't be coming back and I think that's just a really amazing sign of their bond and their brotherhood because obviously what I said about Lance and his description of what went down in the book as far as Justin accusing them of not really focusing on the group because they did the movie on the line so it's just really nice that they could put all of those differences aside so soon after Justin's bombshell and enjoy this day together that would not be the case at future weddings but we'll get there In July 2005, the final challenge for the children occurred with no performance from NSYNC, which to me just shows where they were with each other at the time. Because how could they not even just sing a little a cappella? I mean, they're back together. They're in the same room. There's fans there that want to see them. It's just so sad to me. And also, why did they stop doing challenge for the children? That would have been an amazing way to check in with the group once a year and check in with the fans and raise money for the kids and maybe just perform a little a cappella, maybe one song per year and upload it to YouTube just for the fans and just for their own kind of honoring what they had done together in the past. I still do not understand why it had to be so barren. It just makes me really sad that they couldn't continue this. And I wonder, will they do one this coming summer now that they're back together? How great would that be to bring that back? Oh my goodness, I need to call Johnny Wright. Get him on the phone right now, girls. On August 31st, 2006, the VMAs were held in New York City that year. But the real party was the after show slash concert slash party that Justin hosted at Roseland Ballroom. So he was doing this really cool intimate show for mostly friends and the press and other people in the industry, but some fans were able to get in as well. He brought guests on stage such as Will I Am, T.I., Timbaland, of course, and last but oh, 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 very much not least, he brought out JC and they performed a song that they had been working on together for JC's album called Until Yesterday, which is kind of like a Billie Jean vibe, at least as far as the lyrics go. I'll be talking more about this during the episodes on JC's solo career, but I think it is so, so, so amazing that they that they were working on music together and I'm really surprised that this didn't happen more often over the years. I mean, why did they only work together this one time on a few songs that didn't even end up getting a real release? And oh, Lord, we will get into that story about JC's second album that unfortunately never was fully realized. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I hear some Justin backup vocals on schizophrenic as well and i've heard speculation from fans that jc is also singing back up on some of justin's solo songs even once we get into his second and third albums but it just bothers me because 
again, why did Justin abandon them so harshly? Why did Justin not work on something with Lance at some point during the years or Joey or Chris? I don't get it. I don't understand how you can go from so intensely being and working with four other people and seem to be enjoying it a lot. It's not like there were stories about tensions among the band while they were together or anything like that. I mean, they always had the best energy together. They were always so charismatic and funny and cute in all their interviews together. And I guess you could say, oh, that's just PR, but it wasn't. Like, I think we know at this point, we got a real sense of their personalities and it's just really strange. In 2007, of course, Lance did a huge press tour to talk about his book, And he said that it was therapeutic bringing back all of these stories that he hasn't thought about in years. And he told the Orlando Sentinel, the biggest thing that I learned about the last 10 years was that the thing that really failed was the communication. We were so busy and caught up in working every day to continue this crazy whirlwind that we didn't really stop and relax, look at how everyone was doing, look at each other to see if everyone was happy. So that's a really interesting comment. He touched a little bit on that in the book, but I thought this kind of made it more clear that maybe it would have been a good idea if instead of keeping quiet when Lance and Joey were about to sign the contract on their movie, if Justin and possibly JC and Chris, because Lance said that they kind of took Justin's side, sat down with Lance and Joey and said, look, we don't feel comfortable that you're doing this big movie project. We want in sync to be the main thing that we're all doing and you guys are leaving to go shoot a movie we're not cool with that I mean you can argue whether or not that was the right way to feel or the right way to treat them but at least be honest and the thing is these are early 20s guys of course they're bad at communication one thing that I will give Justin that I always say is he was so young during all of this like How are you supposed to know how to handle a situation like this? Like, I don't think that he is the devil for the way he handled this, right? I just think he was a young dumbass, basically. I mean, I really do. I feel the same way about, like, the Janet stuff and the Britney stuff. Like, he was basically a kid who had this explosion of fame and popularity and everybody screaming his name. Of course he wasn't, like the best at making decisions and choices because he didn't have a normal life where you have to deal with things like that. He had a team full of people that helped him make choices and steered him in different directions. And I think that when the heat got really hot, he didn't know how to handle himself in situations like that. Lance said that, of course, he would be interested in participating in an NSYNC reunion. And they asked if the band officially ever broke up. And Lance said, no one did know that answer until recently. We're definitely broken up. It's not a hiatus. Justin made it clear that he wouldn't be interested in discussing another album anytime soon. In September 2009, the Backstreet Boys were set to release a new album and MTV News asked JC if there was any new music coming from NSYNC. Nope, he said emphatically about any reunion tours or albums in the band's future. I keep in touch with all of them. We don't want to do it because we already did that and it was fun, but we're done with it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hurts, but JC was like that for years he was very blunt he did not give the kind of run around well I don't know you never know what could be uh just around the corner no he was just like no we're not getting back together like please stop asking me you know because I'm sure it's traumatizing 
Also in 2009, Chris did an interview with OK Magazine, and he said, someday there will be an NSYNC reunion, but I don't think the time is right now. Maybe a few years down the road, when we have gotten a chance to realize who we are as individuals, we'll get back together as a group and put more music out. Facts! He was correct! <laughs> Maybe we just should have boiled this all down to listen to Chris. Because Chris, Chris knew. In 2012, JC was interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter, and he seemed to have completely closed the book on NSYNC. It's just not in the cards, you know, and it's it's not. I know that everybody, I'm sure that everybody in my group has, you know, uh, been asked at one time or another, are you guys going to get back together? I know I get asked. I know the other guys get asked. But we're happy with what it was, and we're happy to move on. You know, we really feel like if you're going to do something like that, it has to be for all the right reasons. And everybody says well, you'll make a ton of money. You'll get a ton of people to come. But that's not the reason we did what we did in the first place. We did what we did because we believed we had something to offer the entertainment world that was, you know, essentially fresh. And until we feel that way again, it's not going to happen. Okay, so now we're at another Justin Randall. Are you kidding me? Justin Randall moment, which is he got married on August 19th, 2012, and he did not invite the other guys to his fucking wedding. I'm sorry. What was all of that about them being your brothers and your best friends and you would never turn your back on them? I'm like, okay, I get it. Professionally, sync was over, but you're not going to invite them to your wedding, Okay. So Lance and Chris did talk to the press about this. Chris was on a radio show in Orlando and said, I wasn't invited to the wedding. And from what I know, it's because he didn't want all of us there. Coincidentally, Chris was actually vacationing in Italy at the same time of Justin's wedding, which was also in Italy. But Chris says, it's not like we were right next door to each other. We were on an island. He clarifies that there are, quote, no hard feelings regarding the snub since, quote, we were at his engagement party. He suggests that Timberlake opted not to invite his former group to the ceremony out of respect to the bride. It would be a reunion rather than a wedding, Kirkpatrick said. It was her day. She's amazing. So he wanted to make sure that it was about her. So when Lance was asked, why did Justin not invite you to his wedding? He said, everyone always asks that. And here's the real answer. No, we were not. And a lot of people are like, that's so rude. But if you think of it this way, you'll understand why we didn't go. When we get together, the five of us, it's a spectacle. I mean, we rarely are all five together. You know, four of us will be together or three of us, but all five people go nuts. And it's all about in sync. And it's just taking picture after picture. And, you know, he wanted that wedding to be about Jessica. And he didn't want it to be about an in sync reunion. So this was during an appearance on Cocktails with Chloe which was Khloe Kardashian's talk show from years ago. And actress Holly Robinson-Pete was on the show as well. So she was sitting next to Lance and she asked if Justin explained that to them ahead of time. And he said, oh yeah, definitely. You know, we had the engagement party and all that. So that was lots of fun. But I totally understand and I respect that. And I think it's kind of romantic to make it all about her for that day. It was very thoughtful. 
Now, look, Justin Randall, are you fucking kidding me? Your brothers might be too nice to tell you to fuck off with that lie, but I'm not. I'm sorry, that is so ridiculous to me. First of all, I doubt that Jessica Biel even asked for that. There's just something about her that makes me think she is way more low-key than that. And also, when you're an actress, it's like every day you're the belle of the ball. Every day you're getting dolled up and you get to wear beautiful gowns all the time and be the center of attention all the time. And I just don't believe that she was like, instinct cannot come to our wedding. I don't believe it for a second. I believe that it was him. I believe that it was another thing where he was like, I'm separating myself from the group. And I don't know why he would have to do that at his wedding. Like, I think it would make more sense to do that in a professional setting, but it's just so wrong to me because because if what he's claiming is legitimate, that he didn't want to take the attention off of Jessica, there are ways around that. Like, you could put a little note in your wedding invitations that say, we're going to be taking people's phones and cameras at the door. So please be aware that that is a rule. We don't want photos taken. I mean, a lot of celebrities don't allow cameras or phones in their wedding. You can go out into the lobby if you want to use your phone, but you can't actually have it in the room. And that goes for a lot of celebrity events, actually. Justin could have let the guys know, I'm not going to seat you at the same table. Everybody is going to be sprawled about at different tables. And he could have told the DJ or the band, no sync songs. You know, there's just to me no excuse for not inviting them to his wedding. And I'm sorry, but if you believe his reasoning, I, girl, you're too in love with him if you believe that, okay? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I'm sure I've said some Delulu things about JC, but if you believe that Justin didn't invite NSYNC to his wedding because he wanted it to be all about Jessica, I just, ugh, okay. Justin Randall, you just never cease to piss me off. Soon after that, he basically just stopped talking about NSYNC. I mean, he would almost never talk about NSYNC. And of course, the other four guys were constantly asked about the group in every interview since the group ended, but Justin really never talked much about it. On August 25th, 2013, all of us felt alive again for like one minute. <laughs> because for the first time in over 10 years, NSYNC did a live televised performance at the MTV VMAs. This was truly a moment. I mean, it was so exciting. And I remember going to work the next day. I was working at Urban Outfitters at the time. And there were a bunch of people that worked at Urban that were kind of like too cool for school. Like they just dressed really cool and acted really cool and, and didn't talk much. And when they did, they always sounded really smart. And it was all different types of people. Guys, girls, so many different nationalities. Everybody was like age 18 to 30. And every single person that I worked with that day was talking about NSYNC and was thrilled about NSYNC. There was even this one guy who was like the coolest of the two cool for school people. Like I just thought he was so intimidating. He never got excited about anything. He never acted silly or like showed any type of enthusiasm. Like he was one of those like very chill one note people. 
And even he was like, woohoo, sync!" Like, it was amazing. And I knew how much the moment meant to me as a super fan all those years. But I didn't realize that everybody that I worked with were going to be geeking out like they were little kids too. I was really shook because it just showed me how relevant InSync still was in people's hearts and it just made me emotional like that day at work was so much fun because we were all singing InSync songs and talking about InSync and it was surreal it kind of felt like how everything feels now you know 10 years after that with everybody talking about InSync it was so exciting it was like getting to live another day in the fandom Vulture did an article about this and they said InSync did reunite at the 2013 VMAs and it was too short. After all of that fuss, right smack in the middle of Justin Timberlake's self-congratulatory career-spanning medley, InSync reunited. By fuss, they mean there were tons of rumors leading up to the day of the VMAs. It was very similar to this year. At first, it was just a rumor, and then people started kind of finding out that it was true, and then InSync posted their thing on Twitter where they were like, is this thing on? And we all died. Justin was getting awarded the Video Vanguard Award by MTV. And when people do that, they usually perform a bunch of songs. And of course, Justin had to have a section with InSync. And I really appreciate that he did that because it kind of seemed like the attitude up until then was, I don't need them. Like, Justin was really known for so many years and still is as being cocky and being in this mindset of, that was just something I did when I was a kid. But it was much more than just a rung on the ladder to success. So the fact that he acknowledged that was huge. Vulture says, It was quite the buildup for such a short moment, but we're not complaining. At least it happened. Justin, JC, Joey, Lance, and even Chris. What, what does that mean? And even Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Chris? Justice for Chris? Like, why do people diss him? I don't get it. I fucking love you, Chris. Even Chris got together for a quick medley of their own, the bridge of girlfriend into Bye Bye Bye. They weren't quite in sync, but at least they let JC belt a little. Hell, it was beautiful. So we all know what JC did at the end of this performance. That sent me tingling I wanted to cry because JC was so into it I mean he needed that extra moment on stage to just let it out and I feel like that little baby 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 I feel like that was his way of expressing 10 years of frustration and sadness and I still think there's a sadness about JC to this day and I do think part of it is related to this whole thing. So it doesn't surprise me that he did that. And that's also why it's kind of confusing that he doesn't do live performances more often because he clearly loves being up there. But I do think that he just prefers to be in a group. He doesn't want to be a solo artist. 
Chris talked to MTV News about the VMA performance and he said that the guys got back to their old pre-show rituals. We were backstage and we got a hacky like old times. I drove home, had the day off, and I went up into my cabin and in this little baseball case was this hacky sack we used to use when we were on tour. I grabbed it and I was like, I think we should all get another hacky. So most NSYNC fans, I think, know that that was their backstage tradition. They used to play with a hacky sack, which does anybody do that anymore? Like, do young people do that? He also said that they rehearsed their portion of Justin's performance in New York, but they also rehearsed it in Miami, Florida. He said Justin really wanted to keep it a secret and he wanted to try and be as quiet as possible because he wanted it to be this moment. We tried to keep it as secretive as we could. JC said, the main thing is just how quickly it came together. It came together just within a matter of days. It started with a phone call just a few days before the VMAs, basically. The rehearsals were very relaxed, a lot of jokes being passed around at each other's expense, but again, it was fun. As for the set list, if you can call it that, because this was very short. And actually, before I continue, is this a safe space? Because I have to confess, I am not crazy about this performance at all. Here's the thing. We as NSYNC fans will take anything. We will take a scrap of bacon that has been stepped on, okay? At the time, I was absolutely thrilled. I had no judgment of anything because I was just like in sync at a performance. I literally don't care about anything. This is going to sustain me for the next year. Like I don't have to eat, sleep, or drink water because I will be sustained by the fact that InSync performed together alone. Like I'm good. But looking back at it, I kind of hate this performance <laughs> because I like I hate to say that, but first of all, you can barely see them. What the hell was going on with the lighting. Whoever did that lighting was like, this is my moment. This is my time to shine. I am going to make that lighting so bright that nobody will ever see that NSYNC is even on the stage. I mean, it was kind of hard to see them. Second of all, I don't like the mix that they did. I wish that they could have just like sang. It felt very overproduced. And I think it would have been fine if they did that medley as long as they did something else like if they just did a quick medley with all of their songs in really fast succession like boom 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 and then they did I thought she knew something that would really represent in sync if you're celebrating Justin it's like okay what did Justin learn from in sync what part of in sync built Justin into what he became Right. And I think the five part harmony and everything he learned about music and vocals and the placement of different sounds and things like that, I think that probably highly influenced him. So instead of just doing a few dance moves with him in the middle, why don't we actually come up with something that really will wow people and remind them, damn, NSYNC was really amazing, actually. This performance, it's not that they weren't amazing, like they did their best with what they had but it was just so fast and they didn't really get to like sing and yeah they danced but it was just so short and I think that's another reason why JC did his little thing at the end because he was like that wasn't enough you know I mean it must be such a tease to get back together after all these years and rehearse and everything just for that one performance that wasn't even a real performance. It was like a minute long. After that, you know, there were so many rumors and stuff and we were thinking, oh, maybe they'll do something else. And 
literally nothing happened and it was really sad. As great as it was, I almost kind of wish that it didn't even happen because it just was so brief and I don't know, maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but... As for the set list, as I was going to say, Chris said, well, we knew we had to do Bye Bye Bye. I think Justin really wanted to do Gone and Girlfriend. It was really his decision. We were just happy to be there. Those were some of our favorites. JC shared, I thought they were the most appropriate for the performance. I thought those three songs, it fit what he was doing in a good way. It wasn't distracting from what he was trying to accomplish from his overall performance. Right place, right time, right thing. I love you, JC, but I don't feel like it was the right thing. Maybe it was the right place and time, but I don't know. JC said that while NSYNC may have caused a stir, the night was about JT. I liked being there for my friend, and I liked seeing everybody have a good time. When your friend says, hey man, I'd love to do this with you, I'm happy to do it. This is where I feel JC's attitude starts getting really dismissive toward NSYNC doing new things or reuniting. It seems like in interviews, every time the past is brought up, he's into talking about it. But then if they're like, well, how was it at the VMAs? And what are you guys doing next? He gets very like, hey, that was great. Of course, I was there for Justin because he's one of my best friends. And I love the other guys too, obviously. And it was amazing that we got to do that. And I'm so happy. But like, that was it. He was just very stern and straight to the point about that, which was always disappointing. But hey, at least the man can be honest unlike a lot of other straight men but that's that's a grievance for another episode this is what he said about the vma reunion i I spoke to some people literally earlier that week and told them you know we're we're not getting back together and because it would only be for the right reasons but when i got the call it was the right reason my friend justin was getting an award to and, and and the award was for all the work that he's done with you know with music and with MTV and things like that. And uh, and he called me up and he said, look, a big part of my MTV life was with you guys. I got half my moon men with you guys, you right. know? And so, so you know, it would be a treat to treat the fans of MTV uh, to, to maybe just a minute or so of us bouncing around. And I was, you know, I, and basically, you know, when your friend calls you, you say anything you need, man. And that's what I did. In 2014, JC did an interview with Wonderview, and once again dispelled rumors of an in-sync reunion saying they were all really happy where they were in life and i love this interview he's so sweet and so cute in it so not really getting the dismissiveness in this one but still the message remains the same in-sync is in the past obvious question do you ever see there being a reunion and how much do you hate answering that question at this point no it doesn't bother me we're all very happy people Mm -hmm. we're all doing the things that we want to do and we're focused on those things i mean we had fun performing with justin last year on mtv and things like that it was fun to laugh and make fun of each other and say man you got old dog you know (laughs) but as far as the future is concerned we're all very focused on the things that we're inspired by On November 2nd, 2013, Chris got married and somehow he managed to invite everybody that was in NSYNC and they all attended. And you know what? It's mind-boggling how this occurred with NSYNC being in the room, but his wife still managed to have all the attention on her, you know, because she was the one in the white dress saying the vows. So, whatever. Uh... Ugh, Justin. On July 29th, 2014, 
an album called The Essential and Sync was released. This was much longer than their greatest hits album that had been released in 2005. Of course, both albums had absolutely zero promotion, nothing like that. And it's a shame. It would have been a great opportunity to get the five of them together, even if it was just for a silly appearance on Ellen or something. I'm not saying they have to do a whole press tour because, yes, we know NSYNC is over, but when these little things happened, would it have killed them? And by them, I mean Justin to do a little promotion or a little interview or something. I mean, don't they want their album to do well? Like, even though it was probably something that the label just threw together to make a buck still, you know? And JC actually tweeted about this album's release and said, I had the strangest dream last night that some old friends and I had a top 10 record on iTunes. Crazy, right? On December 20th, 2014, Lance got married. And oh my gosh, Lance's wedding special is so good, by the way. I feel like Lance's wedding special functions perfectly as a first episode in a reality series and I'm just fascinated by the juxtaposition of Lance sitting on the back porch with Michael and his dad and his relatives in Mississippi fishing or whatever and then his life in LA where he has like Lisa Vanderpump and Kris Jenner at his wedding. I mean it's just such a combination of different worlds and that's Lance's life and that's his journey and it's so interesting to me. I think him and Michael are a great couple and of course, of course, it's the most amazing thing which is that JC sung at their wedding. Oh my god and he sings Elvis and I just die every time. I've literally watched that wedding special 20 times or something like that. Anyways, Lance invited all of them to the wedding but Justin Timberlake did not attend because it was the last night of his tour so I actually can't blame him for that that's why I called him Justin Timberlake and not Justin Randall because that's Lance's fault but I mean who cares like if someone doesn't even have the decency to invite me to their wedding why would I want you at mine like part of me and I wonder if Lance has a petty side because I'm just wondering if Lance did it on purpose and just acted like he didn't realize when Justin's tour was ending. He said that he thought that because the wedding was so close to Christmas, nobody would be touring at that time. But Justin was still on his tour and obviously he couldn't cancel his show you know so he wasn't gonna come and I do kind of wonder if that was like a little bit of a jab at him I mean it seems crazy but like I've seen people do even pettier things so I don't know the bottom line is JC saying Justin wasn't there and it was an amazing night everybody had a great time on August 9th 2016 Justin posted a picture of NSYNC he posted a current photo of the five of them together they had all gotten together for jc's 40th birthday and i understand that they have their personal relationship too but i just wish when they got together they would post pictures more often especially in these interim years of the hiatus just because like i said we were getting nothing so i mean this picture was the picture heard around the world. Like we all just, I mean, I remember when it popped up on my phone and I was like, oh my God. It was just an emotional thing because there were no photos of the five of them 
all grown up, so to speak. You know, so it was just, it was a moment. It was, it was great because it also proved, okay, even with everything that's happened, they're still getting together on their own time. And it's not like anything happened after that. It's not like that was step one of a reunion or something. Like literally nothing happened after it. They just were genuinely all wanting to be together for JC's birthday, which I think is lovely. In 2017, Justin did an interview with Zane Lowe. And Lowe described the band's split as the big news of the moment back then. He said the move devastated fans, but according to Timberlake, none of the members were shocked by the breakup. At that time, everyone had aspirations of doing other things, and we had talked about it, he told Lowe. The Can't Stop the Feeling singer added that he had always intended to pursue a solo career, noting, When I was 10 years old, my dream was to have my own record. It started as a fun snowball fight that was becoming an avalanche, and also, I was growing out of it. I felt like I cared more about the music than some of the other people in the group, and I felt like I had other music I wanted to make and that I needed to follow my heart. (sighs) Okay, so... So Lance responded to this via E! Online, and he said, I mean, I don't think it's true. Obviously, we cared about the music, but I understand where he's coming from for sure. So I feel like he really used the fact that Joey and Lance were pursuing things that were not related to music outside of NSYNC as early as 2000. I feel like Justin feels more of a kindred spirit in JC because... When JC did solo projects outside of NSYNC, he was doing music, whereas Joey, Chris, and Lance did projects outside of NSYNC that were not music-related. So maybe Justin felt like he and JC were kind of not superior, but just more serious about music, whereas the other guys were more interested in having a full entertainment, multimedia, behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and in Chris's case, fashion career. But the thing is, if he genuinely felt that way, that's fine. But he obviously changed his mind because look who's been trying to be like a real actor forever. And I mean, he definitely has done a couple good movies. I mean, namely The Social Network, but I'm not saying he's like, Daniel Day-Lewis by any stretch of the imagination but he's definitely gone for acting in a very real way so maybe he should apologize to Lance and Joey for saying that because it flat out it just doesn't make sense I just think he has to stop saying that that they didn't care about the music like the fact that he said that as recently as 2017 really pisses me off I know that was six years ago now but that just makes me mad And I think Lance is a class act for responding the way that he did, sincerely. Especially because you know E! Online probably flagged him down on a red carpet and said that to him, you know. I would have been like, you know what, motherfucker? (laughs) Like, I would be so mad. I mean, I'm an Aries, but it's just, I like, I don't, are you kidding me? On the other hand, I do think that Justin and JC probably did care more about the music than Joey and Lance but I think that Joey and Lance did really really care they just did not they just didn't have it in the cards for themselves to be solo artists and I think they knew that so they were really smart to start pursuing other things while NSYNC was still at its peak 
And then Chris, I think, probably gets a pass from Justin because Chris formed the group. And without Chris, none of them would be where they are. And also Chris is the oldest and he's always called Justin his little brother. So I could see Justin kind of looking up to him and thinking he's so amazing for overcoming the poverty that was in his life and everything and never giving up and dealing with Lou Pearlman and having all these different versions of the group and just continuing to push and push and push until he found Justin. I don't know. I've thought so much about this, you guys, and I've done so much research and I just keep coming to the same conclusion, which is like, Justin is not the monster that people make him out to be, but he just really doesn't know how to handle high pressure situations. I feel like that's the thing. In December of 2017, JC was talking to Us Weekly and they asked, of course, is NSYNC getting back together anytime soon? And JC very affirmatively said, the answer is no. I know people want to hear a different answer, but we felt like we did what we set out to do. By the way, we are all still friends and we all still talk about this stuff, but the way we went about it was we had to be inspired by something and that's the only way that we would do anything. Whatever we do together, we have to do it because we are inspired to do it. It's authentic and I feel like that's part of why we had a connection with our audience. We want to continue to be honest with our audience and fans. I would never want to take anything from anyone that didn't feel genuine. That's just the kind of way we approach everything that we do. I think that if fans are going to invest in you, then you should be fair to them. If you're not giving everything that you have, then you shouldn't be doing it, and that's out of respect for them. This man, I swear to God, he is just made out of gold. It's not even that he has a heart of gold. His whole, from head to toe, he is gold. He is just so kind and appreciative of fans. You can tell that he truly, truly is. I've said it so many times. And I really love his whole approach to his career. I mean, what he says, I would never want to take anything from anyone that didn't feel genuine. That is so true. I mean, I think he's an old soul and I love his honesty here. He's just like, look, we're not going to do anything for a buck. You know, I think he's basically saying, yeah, we know that we could get together and do a tour and make $50 million in two months, but we don't have any interest in doing that. We only want to do the most authentic projects and right now there is nothing authentic or organic happening so I'm not going to sit here and say oh yeah there's nothing happening but you never know never say never I love that about him like I love the honesty it's beautiful it, it really is as sad as it is to hear an affirmative no like this I love the honesty and it's actually ironic that JC was so insistent in 2017 in December 2017 that nothing was going to happen with the group because he actually could not have been more wrong. Just a few months later, NSYNC would receive their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And that was only the beginning of what we would start to see from this group again. And that is where I am going to leave it for today because I've been talking for so long, you guys. I think I've actually hit my word limit. Like, I think I might just go silent soon. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all so much. I've had the greatest time doing this series. It's been the best gift and I'm so freaking excited because we will be talking about the Walk of Fame and Coachella and all the things that came after with NSYNC. But the next episode is finally going to be about JC's solo career and I am so excited because... 
though it was a short-lived solo career, it was a sexy one. And it's <laughs> not that it's about that, but it's hard to think of schizophrenic without thinking sex. Okay, so we're going to get into it all. You guys are going to love what I have planned. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned. And thank you guys again so much for listening. I will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.